Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. And welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Redoctor Cephala Podcast, the only show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkening and NBR Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for. Wink, wink. <laughs> I am your host, Nintendo, and with me, as always, on my retro game boss murdering cohorts Paris I see it was not by my hand that I'm once again given flesh I was called here by Nintendo who wishes to pay me tribute yeah right anywho it's Apid Alchemist the last copy of silent service is in captivity the galaxy is at peace I have all of them. You do. Karen. All right. So in this episode, we have a very special guest with us tonight. Returning guests. Three, a, yes, a returning guest. We love having returning guests. Yes. And uh, it is none other than my bay in life. 8-Bit Glitch 79. How are you tonight? Good. I have a quote. So the snakes finally come out of the hole. Are you ready now, my brother? Are we brothers now? Yes. Okay. Oh, God, that <laughs> makes all the some, other stuff. That, 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 makes thing, that makes things more. That's liquid. Now. Yeah, Liquid saying oh, that. Liquid yeah, saying, nice. Yes, that's nice. right. Such a good game. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, man. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. yeah anytime. So, anytime. Uh, yeah. So so also our brother about... in retro gamia as oh, well. Yes, that's yes. right. That's right. Absolutely. A, that, that's a, retro that's gamia. Our, our side that's our like like side hustle. Our, our sister show. Yes, yeah, side squeeze. Show, maybe <laughs> yeah, side squeeze. <laughs> we get together like once a month. Maybe. Maybe Shout out to Mr. Months. Ian Wallace. Of amalgam, Hell yeah! Of Ian Wallace and uh, Taryn Ian Barber, yes. fine, fine Bar- ringleaders of that unit. Of amalgamania, amalgamaniacs, amalgamania. We get together once a month, three times a year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, but we still, it do still it. a it's fun. It is still a fun side hustle. That's for sure. Yeah, so, so sure what, what's up with you, Eight Big Glitch Seventy Nine? 
Well, what is up with me? Well, yes. uh, how have you been doing this entire time since you've been, you know, since the last time you were on this show? Like, I assume he's you. just been just waiting to come back and nothing else. I just want to hear about all sitting of it, here you know? waiting for the next the next recording, just not moving. That's right. all. <laughs> no, how have so, your so, been? Have so, you had so, any, so you haven't know, showered, issues? you haven't showered any, in like a year? Nope. No, okay. I got I got lots of lots of um, bo- empty bottles that are filled with uh, questionable liquids. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be questioning them. They <laughs> they can stay right there in their enigmatic nature. I yeah. don't need to question them because I know. I made them. <laughs> I, I helped. It's shake and bake, Winked. and I helped. Wink. Yep. <laughs> it's shake and bite. It's shake and bite. Shake and bite. And I hated it. <laughs> and I hate it. And I hate it. And I hate it. I hate that. That's what we always made fun of that that little girl. Because that's what we do. We're big mean people who make fun of little little children. Big who, uh, mean people who yeah, act in right. uh, in commercials. Bunch of back jerks. In the 80s, Bunch of jerks. Bunch yep. of jerks. That's us. So <laughs> this is uh, this is our episode tribute to boss battles in in video gamedom, right? Boss so, fights. Like, boss right. monsters. Yes. Yes. So so we we have some serious. Uh, structure to this episode. So, why don't we why don't we dive into that, Joe? So, what are we yes. doing first? What's our first bit? So, our first bit is we are going to pick um, a boss who appears in in multiple games and talk about uh, their various appearances briefly, right. and then we'll all just like chip in on what we think of you know the characters and what our favorite version of this character is, and then after that, we're going to go into the octopon to this. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we're gonna we're gonna do something a little different. We're gonna do like a little uh, theme from a memory type of thing where yeah, you know, we'll play blocks of music and then we'll just like go over like who picked what and everything and talk about uh, our picks a little bit after that. And then for the last part of the segment, we are going to pick we picked two or three bosses that were memorable to us, and we'll just you know go around the table and just talk about you know all of them all the characters yes whatever i'm very excited for that part so the difference being the first section is like these are iconic classic everybody's gonna know these these are bosses you fight over the course of a series not just one time in one game you know these are like seriously iconic video game characters and uh and i'm i'm dying to I'm dying to jump right into it. I think this is everybody be a knows yeah. them. And if you don't know them, then you're not anybody because we're gatekeeping assholes. Then you're a nobody because if we make fun of little girls in commercials. If you commercials, don't know, people, little if you girls don't know who are these, already. If you don't made know these characters, then you are no retroid of mine. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I went wow. there. Wow. Wow. You went to the, the, there. You went, went to, to the there. there. I went to the you there. went to the oh. there, and you have to come back from the there. Yes. So who's going first? Who okay, go so first? Uh, I guess I'll, I'll go first. I'll start things Yay! off, and then, and then we'll go with uh, uh, Sean, and then Tim, then Steve. Sounds good. Oh, yes. I'm not last. Yes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did it on purpose. Um, Thanks, guy. Okay. Yeah, no problem. No problem, Kuge. Um, So my pick is Dr. Eggman slash Robotnik. Um, he's he's appeared in every single Mega Sonic Man game, game ever. I mean Sonic. Game. Oh yes, <laughs> every single Mario game. <laughs> you just didn't see him. 
He was there. Right, right. He was there. He's, he was there. He's working right, with Bowser believe behind this. Behind he the was scenes. a behind the scene. He had a behind the scenes presence the entire time. He was behind the last level of cardboard set back there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You have to turn off all the layers to see him. Yep. Right, right. So he, he started off as Dr. Robotnik, and then eventually his name changed to Dr. Eggman, which I preferred Robotnik over Eggman. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Totally. But Agreed. whatever, character's still the same. Yep. Just name change, whatever. Yep. Um, so you, when you first, he first appeared in the very first Sonic game for the Sega Genesis. And when you first uh, meet up with him, he's in his little, like, little hover craft thing shaped like mm-hmm. a like a half ball or something and very really reminiscent cool that... of of dr wiley really yes mm-hmm. yeah that's true right? why, like why his, dr wiley like dr wiley the very same why the very same why the wiley oh oh my god he's like like he's like the force of evil or something you gotta stop the evil. force of evil dr. <laughs> wiley. yeah you gotta throw him the hiccup in there too <laughs> Dr. Wiley, you are the force uh, of evil. Uh, get out of here, homeless guy that voiced Dr. Light and Mega Man 8. Oh, <laughs> oh I, they're paying me in finger sandwiches, but okay. <laughs> they're paying me in peanuts. Oh, boy. <laughs> hoots. Anyway, so, so he's butter. in this little, little like, like half ball thing, and <laughs> with every appearance that at, at, at the, I think it's like at least in the first game, he shows up in at the end of every. No, I'm sorry, I take that back. It's like every like three stages in the in the first Sonic game. Or is right. It two? So like at the end of your at the end of the world. Uh, the, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So so it'll be like a variation of that little little hover yeah, like thing. UFO hovercraft. Thing yeah, yeah. 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 Which is pretty cool because it's kind of like it stays that way throughout. Well at least throughout the, the first four games mm-hmm. anyways. And mm-hmm. uh, he just keeps like making add-ons to it and everything. Like he started off, like the very first time you, you approach him, he's like, he has the ball and chain. Mm-hmm. And yep. to me, that, that was pretty classic. Iconic. Like it was iconic. very, it was a very, very classic battle. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Very yep. classic. And then, and then uh, he'll, uh, another level, he'll like fly into his little car thing. And then this, his hovercar becomes like part of this car. And then he just like, it's a it's a boring battle, but like he just goes back and forth across the screen. He's got to like try to jump over and hit Doctor Robotnik and mm-hmm. all that crap. Um, sometimes you know he'll have like a like a needle in the bottom. He'll just come down and like stab the ground and try to like break the ground. And he'll do that like several times. Uh, Which is super violent. So many, like holy shit! It's very very violent. Watch out! Very violent. <laughs> and uh, there's so so many different variations like throughout yeah. the series. It's it's hard to like you know talk about all of them, but because like I mean he gets a gist every stage boss. You know, it's not like yeah. uh, it's not like um, Wily Mario where he's at the end or or Mario where it's like if I bought Bowser at the very end, like in the first in the first Mario game, the first one, Bowser, but it's every, the fake everyone, Bowser. But, right, it's fake, right. It's yeah. like it's like it's always Doctor Robotnik. It's like every fucking level yeah, he right, has some right. new thing ready to go, which is pretty you know. He's up your ass, literally, <laughs> yeah. literally up your ass. And he's he stop he, turning those cute animals into robots. You know, it's robots. it's an interesting robots. character design too that they decided to go for too, because he's the only human in the games, um, right? So he's he's clearly a human. He's got a big mustache. He's yep. um, 
very strange shaped. You know, he's basically a big ball with skinny arms and legs. And I, I mean, I think that's why he's Eggman because he's kind of egg shaped a little bit yes. or whatever. Yeah, right. But, I mean, it um, definitely makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just an interesting foil for Sonic the Hedgehog. You're like, okay, well, um, I if it was me, I would be like, okay, what animal is going to be the right. bad guy here? Yeah. Totally. But instead, they made it like this weird guy. And I always, as a kid, when I first saw Robotnik, um, the first time I ever saw the original Sonic game, I thought he looked like a circus strongman. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, he totally looks yeah. like Karnov or something. Huh? That's yeah. that's yeah. that was my interpretation, like big time. Uh, that he had the big mustache, and you know, he kind of has the barrel chest and everything. He does. He doesn't have big arms, <laughs> so that doesn't oh, yeah, really right, work. Right. But but I assume he's strongish. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. he is yeah. a very weird, but very iconic villain. Like he really is. Like man, it's it's Robotnik. It's Eggman. Like. Right. You know, he is, I think, worthy of being the villain for Sonic, who is such a iconic hero. Um, right. So I think that's really cool because they had, right. you know, they had they were trying to come up with the Mario killer. Yeah. You know? So it's yes. like, how do you yeah. well, Bowser is a freaking awesome character that everybody loves. So it's like we got to also make an like an interesting villain. Mm. And I do think that they took a little bit out of Dr. Wiley's, you know, a page out of Dr. Wiley's book and had him flying that right. little flying saucer thing. But he did, he was different. Like you said, like you fight him every time. Right. Yeah. It's just like a different variation. Yeah. Every time. And it some was, of them uh, get really, really creative too. Sometimes very creative. Yeah. Like, like I remember, I think it was in Sonic two. No, no, it must've been three. Cause I just played through Sonic two. I don't think it was there, but there was one boss and it's almost like the sides are like totem poles or something. And yes. there are, platforms that you can like jump on i can't remember exactly but that's like very different mm -hmm. for him so they would yes. throw those in where you're like not expecting this at all right kind of cool right and yep. also what's really interesting about his design is that <clears throat> he's not he's not a very muscular not at all or very or very attractive character <laughs> yeah. at all he's like he's just he's a scientist he's a just lazy he's fat and gross and <laughs> he's lazy and gross just like scientists. Bells, like yeah. pork rinds yeah right yes i mean that's, that's not like a thing most people aspire for <laughs> i aspire to be fat and gross i mean I yeah. that part right well i mean like he definitely is you know a pretty solid unconventional role model <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, that's true i mean a he's like totally hero. smart like he's I mean, really smart yeah he's that's making true. like yeah. he, he turns... invents shit constantly so like i feel like that is the thing that makes robotnik interesting is that he has all these inventions so you know it's yes. like each level you're not just fighting him you know, whereas mm -hmm. Bowser, you're typically just fighting Bowser unless he's in like the clown car or whatever. You know, Dr. Robotnik, like he's got mechs, he's got all kinds of gadgets, he's got various different, you know, creations. And so Sega really does a lot of interesting stuff mm -hmm. to make the fights with Eggman, you know, very unique, very different. Like we're saying, some of them exceptionally unique. Um, and then other ones are just like, hey, you know, this is something I haven't seen before. Uh, and I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the boss fights in Sonic are not something I ever really like stop to appreciate, but like they're pretty solid. They're, you know, they're, they're there's fun. a lot yeah, of variety sure. in them and they're fun. Yeah. And, Definitely. you know, I think he should get credit, too, for being one of the only old timey uh, video game villains that didn't rescue, that didn't steal a, a girlfriend or a princess. 
Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you're, you know, we talked about this in our Sonic episode that we just had with Aldo, where he he's trying to transform all the woodland creatures into robots. And it's like, it's unclear why it's not really explained in the, in the old games. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I don't know. I hate uh, nature. He wants, yeah, he hates nature or maybe he just wants slaves or I don't know what it is, but yeah, he, uh, he's a bad dude. He's doing bad stuff, but it is not stealing the princess for once. Right. right. He's just stealing animals. That's it. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> I want world. I want world domination, but first I get rid of these fluffy little creatures for some reason. I don't want to dominate a world full of fluff. Yeah. Get right. rid of those floofers. Gotta be cold right. and metal. It, it's right. almost like you know, well, think of it this way. Maybe he wants world domination, but he needs to test his, you know, like when they test products out, they use animal testing on mm-hmm. they test on animals. Oh, so yeah. he's oh, testing right. all this stuff on animals. And That's Sonic's not having animal <laughs> trials. Oh my god. Oh. There we go. See? Oh, that's um, very dark. Or maybe yeah. he's just a really big fan of Superman 3. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, also maybe. a possibility. I mean, it's not like it's ever addressed in the canon. It doesn't you know, say he's not. Room. Yeah, right, right, right. There's room right. in my head canon for that. Yeah, I mean, because right. at the end of Superman three, you know, they they have the machine and it starts turning people into robots. So I mean, like, it's probably the same thing. Yeah. Probably, he probably yeah, got the like... idea from there, just in the same way that Office Space got their idea from Superman three. Exactly. I bet, I bet the Office um... Space guys and. Robotnik are the two biggest fans of Superman 3. Superman 3. <laughs> right. The Quest for Peace. heard it here first. Actually, I think The Quest for Peace is 4. I don't know. I'm talking about Superman 3. The Richard Pryor one. <laughs> right, right, right. I can't remember what the subtitle is. Superman 3, The Quest for More Money. <laughs> Merchandising. <laughs> the Quest for More Kryptonite. We're going to turn everybody into merchandise. <laughs> you got to buy yourself. Right. <laughs> Yeah, Doctor Doctor Eggman, uh, solid, and also never never underwent like any any wild redesigns. That is true. Mm. Even in his transition to 3D, I mean, you know, I think Bowser also stayed fairly true to himself. But like, you know, in uh, in the various iterations of those characters, like Eggman, just keep on looking like Eggman. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess he looks a little different in the cartoons, but right, that's 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 it. Or like Jim Carrey. But like you can't really blame <laughs> right. a human right. for right. not looking like that. So I mean, I know when they made him Jim Carrey, he definitely did look like Jim Carrey. That was um, the shark getting jumped over. Right. I heard it. I heard the splash. That's it. <laughs> All right. Good one, man. Good one. Yeah, great, good great one. character good to, to good start pick. off. Good pick. Block. Total yeah. classic. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Moving on. Uh, 8-Bit Glitch 79, what do you got? All right. So what's interesting about this is when you, you guys gave me the topics and I started looking at it, I looked at this first one. For some reason, I, I was like my brain froze. I couldn't think of anything for some reason. I don't know why. Like Robotnik is just, that should have been a given, something like that, you know. But my mind just couldn't get off of the old classic Bowser. Yes. I mean, oh, of nice. all video game yep. villains, it's like it just stands right out. And so I'm like, I got to yeah. go with the obvious. Yeah, the classic, man. you know, nothing beats a classic, you know. So right. I had to pick Bowser. And absolutely. I mean, you I mean, got to. If I mean, he's been in a lot of games, not even as a boss. I mean, if you look at like, you know, the Mario Karts and and things like that. But as a villain and a boss, I mean, he was in like, like what, like 23 or so Mario games where he was the boss. It's it's that's kind of an impressive 
yeah. impressive resume. Right. It's like you, you have Mario, I mean? uh, you know, maybe Mario Land and and Mario Brothers Two stick out as ones that don't have him. It's pretty far right. yeah. between. Right. And yeah, like, yeah, our, our Mario Two, we had Wart. Right. Yeah. But right. Japan's Mario Two had Bowser. Had Bowser. Right. right. So on some of those, some of the when I was going through them and looking at, and I can't say that I've played them all, uh, all the Marios that he was in. But the ones that stood out to me, I would say, was obviously the very first time we meet him in Super sure. Mario Brothers. Yeah, of course. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's like, I know it is brought up that you know, I guess maybe it was a fake one because it's like you keep fighting him. But it's like, well, is he a fake one? Just like because you keep being told the princess isn't in this castle. So was that a fake Bowser or was that you just fight him? every time um, yeah, right. kind of thing. Right, right, is he really just clear. really committed to the bit? You know, he's like, yeah. there's no princess in here, but I'm still going to fucking be here to fight yeah. you. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a classic. Um, and what's, what's interesting to that is if you don't have the fireball, you, you know, you just pull the rug from under his feet. So to, you know, literally. Yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah, grab, and grab the axe and the, the bridges. Yeah. Collapse. Which is yep. funny. It's, it's an ax. So it's like it's so weird. You see it, you think, oh, I'm gonna grab this axe and chop this guy's <laughs> right. And no, it's right. just a weird. Mario no, never else never gets an axe again. It's a button. Yeah. Seems right. like they right. went a little overboard with this uh, shaping of this particular button. Yeah, <laughs> we just pick right. up this axe, dissolves the bridge. Easy yeah. peasy. <laughs> Um, and then uh, what's interesting? The next time you see him is like you know, like we mentioned, he's not in two. Um, and, you know, we know the whole history behind two isn't mm-hmm. really uh, is wasn't really a Mario game to begin with. But get out of here, um, two. You're not even a Mario game. You say, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Mario three, you know, he finally comes back. And what's interesting about that one is, is in, in a lot of these battles and some of them is you don't even touch them. You have to, like, make them commit suicide. Right. In, in, right. In, right. In a lot right. of these games. So right. if, you, like, if you do have, like, the Fire Flower or, or Hammer Brothers suit, you yeah. can kill him with those. True. But it's just yeah. easier to not do that because yeah. it's, a right. to, it's a pain in the ass to, to even keep those. Oh, my know, God. Those so, items. I don't think right. I've ever made it to Bowser in the last level with the Hammer Brothers suit ever. Yeah, I don't think I, I ever even tried. You, you got to get good. You got to get. Good. You got to get good. You got to get as good as. Got to get good, Ted. You got. You got. You got to use those cheats. Get good. G i t g u d. Get good. Get good. Get good, kid. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love him in three. I remember when I first saw him in three. When I finally made it to him for the very first time, it was like the most incredible experience like i couldn't believe it i was so nervous when you're walking down that final corridor right before you Mm. go into his room and those fireballs start to shoot out at you and all the bowser statues that are shooting lasers and other parts of the castle here they just are turned off and you kept expecting them to shoot at you but they don't but then the the crazy big fireballs you've never even seen that graphic before of the fireball, it's like those mm, are yes. going past, yes, and I was like yes. so nervous. My heart was like racing a mile a minute. I like couldn't believe I was finally almost at Bowser. It yep. was it was just like holy experience. And the, oh uh, man! And because you know the, the, it was a later release in the NES, so the the, the programming, everything, and the designing got a lot better. So it was like yeah. the look of him, even yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, I was he say, was almost so sixteen cool. bit looking yeah. in it. You know, the detail mm-hmm. was just compared to the first time we saw him 
to that. Yep. Oh, yeah. my God. It's That's, crazy. Yeah. He looks and, and so good too. in that game. The, the yes. animation is yep. really good on him, too. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really so funny. He doesn't have many frames, but they just... They just did it well. They <laughs> he just have many frames, but he's got it where it counts. Yeah, That's it's right. like they would have the pixels that count. Yeah, he, yeah. he only <laughs> had like you know a couple breathing, and and then he when he when he jumps up and it's the different shot you see him from behind. I mean from the front, but like yeah. it it all worked so well. It just yeah. I love that boss. That's one of my favorite boss battles. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. For on sure. the Nintendo, it's just so it's For so sure. I, I I keep saying iconic, but it just is to me. It is, right. it is, and the and the music you hear in that fight is is you know the first time we hear that theme and that theme yep. carries on. Uh, most notably in my head, it it makes a pretty sizable appearance in Super Mario RPG. Oh, uh, where, does it? Where Bowser actually, you know, you know, joins you and is a good guy for a lot of the game. But yeah, that that fight theme. Uh, that debuted in Super Mario Bros. Three actually kind of makes a return. As is that like, the is that the like like that started in in Super Mario Bros. Three, and uh, it's actually interesting because like the way they do it in in three, it's not really even a full song. It's like a pretty short loop. Uh, but they kind of mm-hmm. turn it into more of a full theme for him later. And it, it makes a handful of appearances. But yeah, like Bowser really comes into his own after that point. And, and you know, after there, you get like Super Mario World. And mm-hmm. he's got this whole, you know, clan of Koopalings and all that stuff. And it's like, wow, you know. All well, remember sudden- the, the the Koopa kids did start in three. Yes. Yeah. Oh sure. You know, you're, yeah. you're right. You're right. Of, right. Yeah. Of course they did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's let, let's let Sean, uh, continue on but yeah oh, i mean that's okay. <laughs> that's 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 yeah. uh yeah talk about world i love i love how different he gets from game to game that's yes. one of the things i love most about bowser you just yeah. never know like you never know what to expect i mean three was like almost like a little teensy bit similar to the one just in the fact that you had to make him fall and yeah. he's over there and he's shooting fire at you. But it, it was different, though. It was different, but yeah. it was sort of, he, sort he of was felt like moving a lot more. You know, yes. it wasn't just the, the back and forth, the, the little like few pixels that he moves back and right, forth. Right. And throw but some then hammers it, and whatever. But And it was tough. It was like, I remember dying so many times, mm-hmm. three, like where he would, you know, because he, he had to basically smash the ground in the same place three times before he or four times or something before he would fall and and break through but you you know you had to be there and jump away at the last second otherwise because he was gonna home to wherever you were standing yeah it was it was a simple mechanic but Mm -hmm. difficult to pull off as as a kid you know what i mean like yeah totally it had that challenge like now you look at it and compared to games today and stuff you think oh that's that's simple that's easy and stuff but back then that was that was something else that was a little different you know yep it was yeah. to pull that off you know right even even with the the first game but yeah. when you when you reach the the real bowser he's not only is he spitting fireballs at you he's throwing hammers at you too and you got a time oh. that should just oh yeah to like run underneath him and grab that axe yeah that's right that's right well i would say uh to move to kind of get the ball rolling here the the next kind of iconic moment i think with bowser is when he went through first time we see him in 3d the first two free 3d mario games with oh if you're gonna skip world if you're gonna skip world tim's gotta do world then because world is like world is so good 
<laughs> that's true yeah i love world uh so i mean I, I i you know i won't take too much out of your uh your segment here sean but yeah, yeah i mean no, for, no, for me for me you know world was really special and i there is no image of bowser that is more in my head than yeah. seeing bowser land with the little you know thunderbolt cracks and seeing yes. him yeah. in the background in his silhouette kind of flying back and forth behind the castle yep. i mean yep. as yeah. a little yeah. kid that was yeah. very creepy to me you know like there were yeah. certain certain graphics like that just like stick in your head and when you're a little yep. kid you see that and it's like he's looming there you can't get to him he's not doing mm-hmm. anything you're not fighting him he's just like <laughs> that's what's coming it's exactly why you were afraid of evil the cat it's it's exactly <laughs> why i was afraid of evil the cat like that exact thing is what was going through my head just now too i was like i'm like this is the same thing as evil the cat so yeah like i mean mario world you know phenomenal appearance with mm. the clown car and everything and and i think the koopalings the koopa kids get yep. a, a bit more design a bit more personality um but yeah, I mean, holy crap, that image, that appearance of him and then the fi- you know, actually fighting him in the big flying clown car yeah. is yes. just there, sick. There's, the music there's that, is so the flying machine like, thing again, that, yeah. that theme, you know. Right. Yeah. And it's like, why does that work, by the way? Yeah. Like, why does him <laughs> having this big doofy clown car thing just like at no point am I like, oh no, Bowser's stupid in this. It's like, no, Bowser's wicked scary. He like flies <laughs> right. into the background and he zooms all mode seven and flies yep, at yeah. the screen. It's like, it's cool, man. That, what was, a one that was one of the things yeah. that, that blew me away about that that whole battle is the whole the use of the mode seven. It's like, like yeah. one of the first times you see it. Right, right. The system is like, right. <gasps> yeah. Whoa, yeah. shit, that's awesome. Yeah. He's yeah. so intense. Yeah, but you're right though that whole battle was intense so intense i love that's one of the that's one of my favorite battles of all time uh that is such a fun battle to fight and to get good at and uh he has Mm -hmm. so many different attacks and it's it's just awesome i love that battle and you're right tim like on paper the clown car shouldn't work like it's weird and it's not even based on anything as far as the shape of it they're like um how about if it's like a like a bowl and and like a propellers on the bottom, a dinky little propeller. And it's just this flying bowl thing. And he just is like, you only ever see the top half of them. And it's like, what? That's why, why do you want to do that? Right. And then yeah. it turned into one of like the most iconic boss battles on mm-hmm. the super Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It really did. One. And, and I just, you just don't even question it. It yeah. just totally works. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Anyway. <laughs> had had to I, like yes carry, car, carry on oh, carry, yeah. carry, <laughs> carry, carry on <laughs> um okay so yeah so the next the next big thing was the 3d so yes. mario 64 and then oh. mario sunshine i'm kind of yes. lumping those kind of together because you know with, with nintendo it's all about like the innovation in the way you interact with the games and almost right. every system mm-hmm. in a sense and with 64 yeah. it was that crazy joystick in the middle so yes. when you're fighting them, you have to do that, spin it and spin them by the tail and get them to uh-huh. fly into the bombs. And rip your skin off in the process. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, it's just, it's just kind of neat how they try to try to make it, you know, as they advance more, you know, obviously then when they got to the Wii and, and, and stuff like that, I mean, with motion controls and doing stuff like that, you know, they just keep, but it was like these little building blocks that Nintendo would do when it came to how you interact with your, with your games. And it really started taking off with the 64, I think, with the yeah. way they designed, like 
that mechanic with that controller and that joystick. And that was like one of the first things was that spinning Bowser by the tail. Uh, How cool is that to grab Bowser? It's so, so good. So good. I love him. I love he is. That is definitely the cutest of all the Bowser appearances. He's so chunky and cute. He is so. (laughs) I just want to squeeze his face. It's like ridiculous. And I I want to say that's, that's also like makes you really see and feel the kind of size yeah of bowser right mario. yeah whereas yeah. The, all the other games before that even with uh, mario world it's like you no know, he was in the little thing flying around so it's mm-hmm. you know but yeah. even even if he wasn't in that you could tell there was you know the size was kind of almost comparable in a sense but yeah. this one it's like Holy cow! It's like Godzilla almost. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. right. You know? so I just, was, I just find it funny really cool. that I find it funny that that his weak spot is his tail. So if like if you just grab his tail, he's like paralyzed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. I know. <laughs> you doing? I love What's the noise. <laughs> the noise he makes when you grab him. He's just like, wow! This is huge. Like, oh shit! So good. Love and it. then, uh, that because I kind of love the Super Mario Sunshine, I'm kind of speeding these along because I mean, we could talk all day about Bowser appearances, right? So. Right, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the thing about Super um, Mario Sunshine is that was the whole like hot tub, as I put it, scene where he's in the hot tub with <laughs> trying to oh, get God, yeah. to come in, and he's got one of his Koopa kids, I can't remember which one it is. That's I think it's just Bowser Jr. in that one, yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, but that this is the one where I if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's the first time we hear him actually talk because he's he's talks and at yep. the end of that and he says yeah. like, "Oh, what are you doing?" And it's a I think it's the, the horriblest voice at that point for Bowser. I didn't think it fit very well at all, but it was just kind of impressive that we kind of hear everybody kind of talk in that game for the first time. Um, yeah, there was the voice acting in, in in Mario Sunshine that kind of broke yeah. a wall. That we're like, oh, are we do? Are we? Is Mario? Oh, oh Mario's talk. Okay, yeah. we're doing this Mario now? World talking <laughs> now. I guess this is weird. Like Mario doesn't say too much, but yeah, yeah. It, it's an interesting <clears throat> thing they did. And, and, and uh, that, that one, I mean, the the fight itself is not really anything to really speak about. It's just the fact that we hear him talk. And that's kind of a kind of an iconic moment, I would think, because because that battle is you just ground pounding those little like supports in the side, I guess you could call them to make yep. the hot tub then fall and again, right. the falling thing. And, and then that's it. So but the, the, the talking and for the first time and stuff is just an iconic scene. Uh, totally. Bowser history, if you will. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. yeah. I mean, then after that, a lot of the games kind of just went back to the original like Mario like with the bridge and 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 the axe kind yeah. of thing, but just oh, like yeah. updated yeah. graphics or just New a Super little bit Mario extra Bros. and stuff and mechanics yeah. or something yeah. like that to it. And then it wasn't until like the three, uh, well, the galaxy where you fight on the little planets, I guess you call yeah. them, or the balls. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a whole bunch. I mean, and then of course, I thought the, one of the the two, last two uh, would be Odyssey and the Bowser's Fury. That oh my god! Because oh. the, the Mario scary. Odyssey, the, oh. what I like about Mario Odyssey is the mechanics with the the, the punching gloves was was really oh. cool. That was but really cool, it was yeah. the it was the fact that you actually got to play and possess yeah. Bowser, yes. and play as him and get out of you know of the it of was the level. such a it good was idea. So cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think it was the first time. Other than like I can mention like Mario Karts and Mario Parties and non Mario 
games of this nature. This is the first time you got to actually control Bowser. Yeah. In that kind of an aspect. Not only so that, that, you get to control really cool. the, the 8 bit, the 8 bit version. Yes. From, yes. from the, the original Mario game. Yes. Yep. Control him, and then you eventually you'll go into the, the full 3D. Yeah. Man, Mario Odyssey, what a game. Yeah. Oh, so that, 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 that whole so sequence good. that whole final sequence is such a blast like it is it is both it's a my, great my, my boss favorite, fight that's my, my favorite part in the whole game was mm-hmm. that sequence like, it's like a, a great fight and game. just oh, like ear to ear smile like just yes. this is so fun at the same time like it's yeah. it is just fan service and, and it's so fun dude yeah. it was like it was like an eight-year-old me like jaw to the floor like what like you yes. know what i mean like <laughs> Yeah. Like the yep. kid and me loved it, you know. Kind of. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Just, then Bowser's Fury. Uh, unless you got something else to say about that. Yeah. Actually, uh, I just you guys are going like at an awesome pace, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I I had one thing to say really quick yeah. about Sunshine. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's just really cool. I was just looking stuff up. I had forgotten this. But Bowser Jr. actually has the clown car from Super Mario World. In that oh game. my god. Okay. Mm. He flies around in the in the clown yes. car, and in fact, it looks the same. It's been a while, and in fact, they even made an amiibo of Bowser Junior. in the clown car from Sunshine. Oh, oh that's that cool! Awesome. Now, I yeah. just, thanks for telling me. Now, gonna... now, do, does Bowser Junior. <laughs> have the? Does he have the clown car in uh in Bowser's Fury? He's in. I, I don't think. know if it's the I don't clown think he's your helper. He's, yeah. he's your helper in Bowser's he, Theory. Yeah, once once you like beat it the first time, he becomes a but like a partner, right? Like I don't know. Anyway, you, yeah. you can I don't remember, but yeah. I don't remember if it, he's in a flying thing, but I don't remember if it's, yeah, but I don't exactly remember if it's the a, clown one. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, uh like one of his own or something. Yeah. But I can't remember. Um, but yeah, the Bowser's Fury, it's just that's the last this is that's the last one. Um, right now of Bowser battles, and that one was so cool because it's like this kaiju, kaiju like battle with a giant Mario cat Mario. <laughs> oh like yeah, Bowser. That, that was pretty fun though. And he looks that, that so was fun. fucking It's the cool. first time he looks so evil. You know what oh. I mean? Like it's just so badass. Right, like, like cutesy, yeah. cutesy Bowser Whoa, from '64. You know? This is not. This is distant like, memory. This yeah. Bowser <laughs> is meant to fuck shit up. Like he is. Yes. He's so big. He's destroying islands. His fire breath is huge. Like he's just. He's as Godzilla as he's ever been. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. it's so sick. Yeah, it was so badass. Yeah, that, it was like game. it was like the Kong versus Godzilla of like Mario, you know. Yep. It was just right. so cool. Right. I actually I prefer Bowser's Fury over 3D World. And I, I love know, 3D I, World. I know 3D, oh, 3D World's awesome. Great, but, yeah. But no, oh my god, that, that game was very frustrating to me. But yeah. Bowser's Fury, awesome. So good. Yeah. Love I it. think what, the Bowser's Fury kind of melded <laughs> that 3D World and the Odyssey kind of in a in a one kind of a thing. And I think that's what was kind of good. They took the best of both things. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Kind of made yeah. that. It's it's like, I wish they kind of didn't make it an add-on. And it was kind of like it's It's good enough thing. that it could have been a full game. Yes. Like, I'm very yeah. glad that I got that re-release because of how, I mean, how great World is, but how yeah. awesome that addition is. But man, yeah. it's so good. It could just totally be its own game. Yeah. I, I mean, hey, who knows? Switch, maybe I maybe only they, they might the do that. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, there might be a Fury 2 or something there. Yeah. 
so apparently I I didn't even play the 3D world on my Switch because I had it on the Wii U. So I just like I bought it just to play the Bowser's Fury, and that's all I've played. So I played 3D World on my Switch. So So I haven't played any of these, but I'm I'm looking stuff up as you guys are talking. And apparently in Mario 3D World, Bowser Jr. is back in the clown car with the paintbrush from Mario Sunshine. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And they made Bowser Jr. a character in Smash Bros. too, when he fights entirely in his clown car, which is awesome. Oh, okay. So there you go. Nice. Yep. Awesome. That's so, so I just didn't remember that. So that or yeah. I didn't really know about Super Mario 3D World having him, but um, yeah, I guess they just kind of turned it into like a Bowser Jr. Thing. Yeah, that became you Bowser know. Jr.'s thing. That's fun. Which is which so is great. Whatever the hey, the clown car lives on. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy with it. It's yeah. like yeah. it's it's like he's like, here, son, have my old busted ride. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Here, I used to play with this car. when I was a kid. Now you <laughs> can have it. This but is your I first lo- car. I do love the way that Bowser looks in Bowser's Fury. My God, it's so awesome. Oh, yeah. so sick. So I want to see that Bowser fight Giga Bowser. And, uh, oh, yeah. I don't know oh, who yeah. Giga Bowser is the coolest shit that ever came out of Super, Super Smash Bros. Melee. So mm-hmm. like Smash Bros. in general, like Giga Bowser's just so fucking awesome. Yeah, he's so awesome. <laughs> such a <laughs> demon. He's like just pure demon. Yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah, okay. Bowser's Fury is definitely the death metal Bowser. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yes, right. definitely. Yeah, definitely. so so evil, so awesome, very cool. Yeah, that's cool. it. I, nice. I mean, nice. like I said, a whole podcast could be just on there. You could, yeah. He's that. Well, there's so yeah. many yeah. other ones, honestly. Pick, but yeah, really, yeah. you gotta move on. Time moves yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> time keeps yeah. on ticking. Yeah. Now, nice. I'm I'm glad you picked him, dude. Um, for sure, somebody had to. Um. I mean, he's just, you, you can't do this episode and not mention Bowser. There's just right. too yeah. many iconic appearances, too many awesome things. Like you said, it's all about innovation with Nintendo. And yeah. they really, they really did that with him for sure. And, yeah. you know, even if you know that he's at the end of the game, you never know what you're going to get. It's not like finding, you know, I keep going back to Dr. Wiley. It's not like, you know, every time it's like, okay, Dr. Wiley's going to show up at the end. He's going to have a big robot thing for me to fight. It's going to have like two or three forms. Yeah, they'll they'll be different. They'll they'll be unique compared to other games for sure. But it's like, you know, that's pretty much what it's going to be. But yeah. Bowser, like the way that you fight him is so different. Like you don't yes. use any of the tactics that you need for Bowser at any other point in the game. Right. Yeah. Especially in those yeah. older ones. So yeah. it's just like, okay, now you finally got to him and now you have to learn a whole new style of gameplay just for this one battle. And it's just, it's just really cool. Yeah. So definitely. anyway, awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man. That's Great awesome. job. Yeah, he's nice the king. Dude. He's the king. That's he's, true. He's, he's also like, like one king. of the first too. One of the first yeah. bosses <clears throat> are villains in video games. Right, I like memorable too. Right. Like, right. Very yeah. memorable. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right, 8-Bit Alchemy, what you got? Oh, man, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to I'm gonna pivot to one of the other pillars of Nintendo uh, off of Mario. Uh, I, will, I will pivot to the pillar of Nintendo known as Metroid. Mm. Um, and I have to go uh, thinking about the bosses and, and things that kept recurring. And probably one of the bosses I, I just am always the most excited to see what is new with is uh ridley yes from from metroid hell um, yeah i mean i i never really played the original metroid game i couldn't yeah, really do much with it it wasn't really my thing um but you know you look you look at ridley in that game and he's just this weird purple like noodle necked kind of like 
alien thing with these bitty wings and you know whatever it's like they, they could only do so much right and uh, in that game it's just like okay you know he's he's one of uh, a handful of of boss fights in that game and, mm-hmm. and that's it you know that that's really all you all you get and really doesn't make an appearance in the next metroid game metroid 2 return of samus does no no mention of ridley and then you know my introduction to the character was in super metroid and super Mm. metroid clearly you know the creators were like ridley needs to be a big fucking deal here and like (laughs) they just were like this character is too awesome this needs to be a huge focus and i mean holy crap you know i mean we're gonna you know we're talking about bosses and fights and stuff like that but the introduction of super metroid with samus going to the space station Uh going through these kind of desolate corridors getting to the final chamber where there's a metroid just kind of sitting there in a in a test tube and then ridley's eye lights up from the background mm-hmm. and the whole graphic fades in and it's friggin terrifying it's like holy yeah. shit it's like it's right there and you haven't seen anything like this before you know it probably takes you a minute to even know who this is if you mm-hmm. if you've been playing the games you know otherwise you just think it's some new monster and ridley shows up fights you for a bit and then swoops in does this huge mode seven swoop to the front of the screen and snatches the the metroid and is gone and and that place is self-destructing and you have to go and i mean oh my god that game just starts with such a moment that whole sequence is so epic uh and and so you know it's like you, you are introduced to this you know this boss character so quickly and you don't even get a chance to fight ridley and mm-hmm. then, you know, it's not until the second to last fight of the whole game that you actually get to go all the way into the lava planet and all the way in through Norfair and and fight Ridley proper. And mm-hmm. I mean, that fight is, you know, it's like it's the seminal Ridley fight. Like Ridley was defined in Super Metroid, you know, mm-hmm. chronologically how the games came out. And yeah. I think from Super Metroid onward, all of the other Ridley appearances were kind of based on that and, and going, going for that kind of basic aesthetic. And I, you know, I still personally find super Metroid to be my, my absolute favorite with a bullet, but there's a lot of other really interesting appearances for the character. Um, You know, I mean, this, the appearance of Ridley is a lot like a kind of pterodactyl-y, demon-ish, like, you know, bat wings, devil's tail, really sharp talons, this, you know, just intensely long face, which is just, Mm -hmm. you know, very, very creepy and very just different. Um, And, and so that kind of appearance has been, has been maintained throughout a lot of the games. So like, the Metroid series is is weird. You know, you you guys have have played, you know, plenty of them. People people are familiar, but it's like the games didn't come out chronologically necessarily. Like they kind of started to do some back and forth and stuff and and, mm-hmm. and whatever. But I mean, you know, we had Super Metroid and then we had a couple of games on the Game Boy Advance. We had Metroid Fusion which yeah. was a game that did take place after Super Metroid. Uh, and, and Ridley had an appearance in that game, which was really bizarre. Um, frankly, I don't, I really don't like it that much. Um, but it's, they, I guess, a lot of the forms of Ridley have gotten names. I, I didn't know this, uh, but the Ridley from that game is called Neo Ridley. 
and it's like very blue and the face is just a little bit more rounded it's almost it's it's more bird-like in a way um but the thing i remember the most like if if you guys have a second just just look up on youtube metroid fusion ridley fight the sound that this thing makes is so weird it sounds like a woman screaming it's like (laughs) this very high pitched like shriek and it sounds humanoid and it's just i i at the time was was like the most disturbed by the sound that it made and like my brain was processing okay this is what fusion is doing with this ridley i'm not the biggest fan visually uh but very effective very creepy and appears so late in the game i almost thought ridley wasn't going to show up uh i didn't think ridley would be in fusion you know i thought we had seen the last of it after after super metroid Mm -hmm. Uh, you know I mean there was pretty much you know no question that it seemed like Ridley was done for here Um, but I I guess uh, you know through the story one way or another it was it was kind of transferred to some station some space station and this intergalactic parasite infected the corpse of Ridley and transformed it into whatever you see in front of you Mm. Uh, you know very very weird very creepy but uh, the, the, the other you know huge iteration of Ridley that is memorable to me is in the metroid prime games um you know the metroid prime being first person shooter games they're going for something very different uh Mm. and also worth noting those that trilogy of games does not have crade in it at all there's no crade you know the the kind of two like like main villains for samus are so often you know other than his mother brain but also you know craid and and ridley but yeah, because no- in the first game th- there were no other bosses right it was craid ridley and mother it was brain. just craid and ridley and then yeah. you get to mother brain yep. so yeah right so it's like the those that trilogy of prime games didn't have craid at all but you did get ridley and uh and ridley was was dubbed meta ridley um, because uh, I guess apparently after the events of Super Metroid, uh, Ridley's remains were recovered and and one group or another reconstructed Ridley and kind of you know made it like the the six million dollar Ridley you know like just bio implants, <laughs> metal wings, all kinds of different you know features and shit that have like lasers and, and all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. And uh, I mean that fight is tense that is such an epic fight it's it uh ridley's very fast which is not something i feel like many of the bosses in that game are and you know you you're just processing you're like holy crap ridley's in this game look at him he looks so (laughs) intense he's all metallic all tricked out got all these new you know weapons and stuff yeah and uh and and ridley shows up again uh not in the second one but in metroid prime 3 and and uh that that boss fight was something that I think, honestly, the main thing I remembered about Metroid Prime 3 was you fought Ridley in this big arena, and then there's like this huge glass like chamber in the center of the room, and I, like, I think Ridley grabs you and flies down into the chamber and smashes through it, and then the second half of the fight is you and Ridley just in a free fall. And you're just falling to the bottom of this chamber and you're trying frantically to like shoot Ridley as you're falling and avoid his attacks and all this stuff. And mm. you're, you're just falling. It's like, it's so cool. They, they did a great job making it a very cinematic, uh, you know, 
kind of send off for the character because mm. Ridley hasn't shown up in a game chronologically after that. There's mm. been other Metroid games, but they've taken place earlier in the timeline. So there's been, you know, opportunities for, for Ridley to pop up. Yeah. Um, right. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people uh, who maybe aren't super familiar with, with, uh, Metroid at least know Ridley from like the newer Super Smash Bros game yeah. and that one you can finally play as Ridley which is insane and so damn awesome and it seems That's... like they mainly took him took the design from Super Metroid mm-hmm. which is awesome oh yeah, yeah. yep Even, 100% you know, and, and Meta Ridley yeah. is an alternate color you can you can toggle the colors of all the characters and and Ridley does have Meta Ridley colors which is oh, fantastic neat, neat. as just an al- alternate option um, but yeah, definitely, you know, pull them right from the Super Metroid inspired mm, look. Really, really and, cool. Oh, man. Yeah. It's just, just one he's of the awesome. best for me. Yeah. yeah apparently he's yeah. called Omega Ridley in three, Prime three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember what they did to him to make him look different. Um, he looks, in my opinion, a lot worse than Meta. I think Meta looks really perfect and this one's like kind of like uh, it's like they michael bayized it almost like he's just too got many metallic going elements on. Yeah. his face is too busy it's weird uh another robot ridley the one you skipped was from zero mission there was a a, a mecha ridley that was another robot version so i'm not really sure how that really works because i know zero mission supposed to be like the original the first time she ever encountered these things oh i remember mecha ridley yeah i'm not really sure why he would be a robot in his first appearance it sort of just didn't make any sense so so the way that it worked was that it was actually it was it was not ridley itself but it was a robot built to mimic ridley as a self-defense mechanism for the space pirate mothership because when you beat zero mission you have that whole sequence where you're playing as samus outside of her suit Yes, yep. And so it's been on that time, ship, yeah. on that ship, there is that bizarre robot version of really I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yep. that that is a really interesting uh design as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um also I just wanted to mention uh if you guys aren't familiar, you should definitely Google Metroid Ridley original art. And uh, the way that he was drawn in the booklet is clearly the artist that they hired. It's whatever their interpretation of the sprite. And obviously, as you said, 8-Bit, you know, those those graphics you could only do, do so much with at the time. They're very rudimentary in the first Metroid. And you can't really quite tell what he's really supposed to look like. Certainly doesn't look like the big pterodactyl dragon that he became. Right. But um, in the original artwork in the book, it's funny, you know, his his body is similar it's just dumpy and kind of pudgy but same yeah. sort of body but oh my god his head his is face. so different he has like this bizarre alien looking head with these bug eyes and then he's got these weird ridges all the way down his long nose and then it sort of ends in this like fish mouth it's just yeah, unbelievable yeah. so when i was a kid i remember playing a lot of metroid uh, i never beat it uh, as a kid, I could never beat it without the Justin Bailey code, but like um, I loved it and um, I wanted I wanted to get better at it. I kept wanting to to figure out where to go. But anyway, so for me at the time, I always liked Kraid better because I like the sprite and the NES of Kraid better than the sprite of Ridley. 
Um, so I always just felt like Craig was my was my favorite of the two because in the game, like he just doesn't look like much. It's like, what is Ridley's face even supposed to be in the sprite from mm-hmm. the first game? It's really hard. There are people who have interpreted what they think he actually should have been drawn like. And that's interesting to find. But the drawing in the book is really nothing like the sprite either, other than the body. The, but the head mm-hmm. is so different. And then when he showed up in Super Metroid, it's just like, oh, my God. Okay, this is not the same character at all. But guess what? I love him so much. <laughs> it does not matter. Yep. And then you saw Kraid in that game. And he is so impressive. He's so big. He's like the biggest Huge. boss I'd ever seen in any game. And I just, I, I still sort of feel like I like Kraid better in that game, but it's, it, it really is hard not to love Ridley the best. He's just so awesome. There's so many things. And especially like for me, I love dinosaurs. Triceratops is my favorite, but my second favorite is usually the, like a pterodactyl. And so he has that, like, I love Sauron from the X-Men, like the green pterodactyl guy. This guy, yeah. I would love to see Sauron fight Ridley. They're similar, you know, like, um, yeah. he's great. He is, he's, I think, one of the, the best designed, most badass Nintendo characters ever, for sure. And definitely mm-hmm. one of the best bosses. Yep. Right. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Ridley's an OG. Just total, total badass. Definitely. Awesome, awesome pick. All right, Parasite Steven. What you got, boy? Uh, Well, so I am going to go with one of my favorite series, um, which is the Mega Man series. And obviously I've mentioned Dr. Waiwi a bunch, but I'm not going to go with him. I'm actually going to go to the sequel series, and I'm going to go Mega Man X, and my boss pick is Sigma. Yes. Um, nice. I, I really got to hand it to Sigma. You know, he, um, he had big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. We had to, you know, be, you know, we had to re- just, just like I was saying with Eggman, you know, they were trying to come up with the Mario killer. Uh, this isn't really the Dr. Wily killer, but they did have, you know, to come up with a, a memorable villain because, such a big part of the old Mega Man games was Dr. Wily. Right. Um, he's always there. He's, he's like a big thing. So um, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess, uh, you know, I'll just sort of describe his, the story in the games and some of his appearances. Uh, he's definitely not as iconic as some of the other people that we've mentioned uh, or any of the other three for sure. But um, he's, he's very, identifiable by his face so -hmm. his body always changes from game to game and from form to form but he has like this very uh specific face Uh, he sort of looks like an easter island head but with a big chin and he usually has um he's bald and he has usually a a smirk on his face but not always Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know they they really just changed it up in the sense that dr wiley would always surrender and then presumably like break out of prison or something and, and make more robots and make more machines for the next one. And with Sigma, it's, it feels more like if people are familiar with the character Brainiac from Superman, mm-hmm. he feels more like Brainiac because Brainiac's the same sort of thing where like, you know, you know, he has a body and you're fighting the body, but even when you destroy that, there's a piece of him left somewhere else as code. And he's always going to rebuild himself. Right. So instead of, 
you know, surrendering or building another machine, he's building himself each time. And mm. it's just kind of different. It's kind of a fun transition. It works, you know, it's a nice evolution. And I always liked the idea, even though I, I felt like it wasn't really explored much, but um, I liked the idea that the character was supposed to be a good guy who was turned evil by like a virus. So he, you know, I can't remember what the story was, if he was the original person that fell victim to the Maverick virus or what the deal was. But obviously uh, in later games, I think it was five or X five or X six or something. He became his own virus. He was the Sigma virus and he didn't have a body at that point. He was like just sort of possessing machines and um, he finally takes form at the end. But um, definitely a cool boss. The first time you fight him in the original Mega Man X game, um, I thought it was really neat. You fight a pet. He has a he has a, a pet wolf yeah. um, who's purple and kind of, you know, almost like treble, but uh, for base and treble. But he's nowhere. I don't know what the wolf's name is. I can't remember. But um, oh, yeah, yeah. But he's he's not. I don't think he's in it ever again. It's just a matter of Sigma's symbol is like a purple wolf head. So this is like the only real like wolf that we ever see um him have but it's just kind of his pet and he sends about he's not he's not as cool as trouble but he's cool um velgarter velgarter is the name of his okay velgarter yeah yeah yeah. um and you you know you you beat him he typically has three forms so in this game that counts as one of the forms and then he comes out and he has a green lightsaber um and you he has a similar pattern to velgarter to his wolf he just kind of jumps around the walls dashes from side to side you beat him and then he his body actually explodes and he leaves just his head and then his head like uh it like raises up until it hits like near the top of the screen and then you see this body that was back there presumably the whole time but it was just in shadows and it it does have like a purple wolf's head actually in 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 that form um but and and you just sort of fight this big robot but it's it's sort of you know a it, it feels like you're fighting a wall. It's it's not the best final boss of all time. It, it, it's okay, right. um, but he's cool. And uh, you know, he just they really they really switch it up. In in X two, he has Wolverine claws randomly. Yes, um, yeah, um, I know. He always has something. Yeah, he he always has something different going on. And in X two, it was funny they were they were playing around with the FX chip, and uh, that did like Star Fox and stunt race effects and vortex yeah, the and um, thing. they had um yeah yeah they, there was a there was a, a mini boss earlier in the game that was like a uh a, a sword it was like a three-dimensional wireframe sword and yep. it could move in ways that sprites couldn't typically move because it was three-dimensional and in the final the final form in, in x2 he was a wireframe version of his head and uh you, you fought that and he was it was neat it was okay it was different mm-hmm. um and uh, anyway, he, he just he just switches it up at everyone. I won't list them all. But my favorite, I think, of all, I actually watched a video uh, today of all of his all of the Sigma battles from X1 through X8. And I think of all of them, my favorite form is the first form in X4. Um, oh, yes. X4 has, yeah. I think, the hardest Sigma. I think he's preposterously hard. Uh, his first form is my favorite. He's, he comes out 
uh, and he's he has like a, a mini form. He actually has like four sort of uh, forms, but the first one he he he's just a floating apparition, and he sort of looks like death from Castlevania. And you can't see his face; he's just all ragged black cloak, and his face is just in shadow. You just see his eyes, and he and he has this big like lightsaber, but it's a it's a big scythe, and um just so cool just so 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 cool with yeah. a big green blade which is similar yeah. to the the green lightsaber blade that he had in x2 mm-hmm. and uh you you uh if you can actually burn off the cloak if you use the fire use attack the fire, yeah yeah and then he uh he gets he lands and then he still has the scythe um but he's no longer floating he no longer looks like death he looks like sigma and i think he just they, they did a good job of not trying to make him look insane. He just looks like Sigma. It's like, right. this is a better version of the way he looked in the first game. Yes. And he has the scythe, which I think is just amazing. And he uses it really cool because it's not always powered up. So sometimes he's throwing it um, and using it and swinging it and it doesn't have the blade out. He will use the blade sometimes for certain attacks, but some sometimes he doesn't. And there's one of the things that we would do is he would throw the thing and it would get stuck in the far corner of the room in the bottom. And then it would trigger the blade would trigger when it hit the when it hit the ground and it would like send sparks in uh, both directions up the wall on the right and and over uh, on the ground towards you. So it, and he would just kind of do that. And uh, then he would be shooting at you from the other side of the screen. Um, really really fun really innovative attacks very challenging and once you beat that form uh he turns into this his final form is actually three forms Mm -hmm. and he switches between different modes of attack and it's like you have to beat them all like one of them's just this big gross face in the corner and one of them's these three like a three different sigma heads that one's yellow one's blue one's red and they have different things like he's He's absolutely so hard and oh. so long. Yeah. And and yep. uh, I don't know, to this day, that was the only the only game of the eight. Well, I never actually I never played seven or eight. I just didn't like the 3D ones. But of the original six Mega Man X's, that was the only one I couldn't beat because I could never beat the Sigma. I could get really far, but I could never beat that final form. And it just was so frustrating. I just never did it. But I I yeah, so. But I, I do think it's my it's my favorite. And also the background, if you remember, the background mm. is just the Motorhead logo. Yes. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> just the Motorhead skull with the horns is just the background. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. There is no way anybody can can deny that that's what that's supposed to be. It looks right. exactly like it. It's they do love crazy. their rock and roll. Yeah, they, there are the Guns and Roses in uh, what three? Five X Five X Five. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, uh, I I don't have like a million things to say. I just think that Sigma is uh, a really solid, you know, returning villain. He he he's a series boss. He provided a lot of really fun boss battles. He always had the three forms. He was always challenging. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. 
I guess that's it. I like the I I I dig him. He's a, he's a yeah I I yeah he's, he's a he's a, a super good boss. He's a badass boss, that's for sure. And I I loved uh I have so many fond memories of the first Mega Man X game. Yeah. Um, I remember when we first beat it. It was like after school, and uh, I know you had it, and we we beat it, and we watched all the credits. And when, when they showed the credits, there was like a little like monitor in the background. Oh and yeah, I remember we were that's just right. like we're, we're like let's wait, see what happens. That's right. Yeah. And then here's Sigma with a hidden message for X. Yep. And that kind of, it's like, okay, they're going to make a second one. Right. And it, so they cool. do make you wait a couple of minutes before it, before yeah. it does anything. Cause yeah. all the credits go by and the TV is just there. It's just there. It's yeah. like, what's, why is this TV there? Right. Now remember when, when he first appeared, we were like, Oh my God, this is so cool. <laughs> It's cool too, like the, the way you get to Sigma in, in that first one, they make you jump up that skinny corridor. Like, oh, yes. you have to go up that really, really tall thing and just constantly doing yeah. wall jumps to get to the and, top and avoid those little caterpillar things or whatever yeah. they're called. Yeah, it's right. just kind of a, a neat way to just, it's not hard, but you might fall a couple of times, but I don't know, just right. a weird sort of little initiation final thing before the boss but hey sean do you yeah. did were you a, a fan of the Mega Man x games at all i'm gonna be honest i the first one's the only one i really ever played thoroughly so i don't have a lot of memories of of sigma unfortunately um i actually had to like look up a picture here to, to remember what he looked like even. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and, and no what's funny is as soon as i see it like some of these like drawings and stuff it's like for some reason i'm thinking like dragon ball z like character for some reason oh, <laughs> he looks like a dragon ball z like villain or something yeah <laughs> like he would fit in that universe yeah he's definitely not as iconic as the other three for sure that were mentioned um but i think i think he's uh if you if you say those are all a tier this the i think he's a good b tier um character that deserves some you know recognition i would say oh, for sure wiley, and, for i mean sure. wiley's a tier wiley's a tier right for sure. right dr wiley is is timeless and when they when they made the switch to mega man x it's like they didn't do dr wiley you know right. they did sigma and i mean obviously you know in in the the later you know x like four five six there were some additional villains there was like gate and uh dynamo and and there was yeah. that other guy that uh dr look or i think that was doppler uh not not dr doppler there he was like uh he was like this yellow dude and he looked like he was helpful and oh double oh yeah 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 that was yeah so so there was like there was a lot of other characters but like sigma kept making an appearance and the Mm -hmm. fact that he transcended and became the sigma virus was like so crazy and he took over zero you know like he infected zero and uh and so you know depending on like what if you played as Mega Man X or Zero in whatever game like if you played as Mega Man X uh you know Zero was like infected by by the Sigma virus and like that that whole thing was was really elevated but then like you said all of the boss fights with Sigma were like really friggin' hard and the only yeah. one I ever got good at was Mega Man X because that was just like like we've all kind of said like I mean that's like that's one of the games for the Super Nintendo. Like Mega Man X is just I think it's like so, top yeah. top five. Like I think done. So. I can yeah. sit down and play through that game on a 
any random Tuesday, not Wednesday though, but any random Tuesday. Any Tuesday. (laughs) But you know, it's just, uh, like his fights were really notoriously hard and, and yeah, yeah, I mean, he constantly kept you guessing because other than the three form thing, you had no frigging clue what, what he was going to look like. I mean, some of those later ones where he's just like a giant fucking head with like, like, you know, uh, mechanical tubes coming off of him and he's just shooting like massive fucking Dragon Ball Z-esque laser beams at you like he's just it's like what the hell am I even looking at you know it's like he, it, it's almost the the image of him yeah. was what was retained and it's like is he even a person anymore you know yeah, the lore is once upon a yeah. time he was a person but then well, it's he like, was never he was never a human but he was a he was a good robot right good right robot. Yeah. right he was he was a robot and he was like human sized mm-hmm. um but then it's like yeah i mean his his visage his face just kind of like got preserved and kept being like turned into these various different things and yeah i mean it's like he really was imposing i i, I love the fights with sigma like sigma mm-hmm. over the years is really badass yeah, what well, one of my favorite forms of Sigma is uh an X three his his final form. He's like he's his head like is like is attached to his humongous robot body, and he has like yep. a, he has an arm buster. He's got uh, actually no, he's got two arm arm busters that look similar to Mega Man's. Um, actually, the the robot kind of looks like a dinosaur ish kind of look and i remember him being difficult yeah he's got like humongous shoulder pads yeah yes, yeah like enormous, astronomical enormous. and i remember his hitbox is like really really small like you really have to hit the head it has yeah. to be the head it has yeah. to be it's the head super fucking tight to hit that yep. yes yep you have to be really good at that and, and his, some of his his attacks are like brutal yeah like he's got like missile attacks got like this freaking laser attack that like yeah Oh my god, it's crazy. Yeah, he's he's really cool in that game. His first form is uh is awesome too. He's got a shield and um he shoots at you and he's got these like um spike things coming off of his back that sort of are reminiscent of Mr. Sinister from the X-Men if you're familiar. I really think mm. that they were looking to X-Men for some reason. I don't know if it was a joke because I know with the, the Wolverine and then uh, there's definitely some stuff in there, but um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, he uh, he was great in that one too. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. mention those forms, but I mean, I that that third form in X three is the biggest like non background boss I think Sigma had been, right? Yeah. I mean, because he's just humongous. Yeah. I mean, he is literally four times the height of Mega Man in that game, and he 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 moves around. He's not just the, right. the background. He's not the whole right. background. He's not stationary, He's, yeah. He feels like, no, no, this is this is a robot body. He moves around. He shoots like various things at you, and he was really freaking hard. Yeah, definitely. I love his first form in that a lot, too. That's, that's, that's mm. up there for me. That's probably my second favorite just look for Sigma. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, his first form from that one, but I just love right. the Reaper. The Reaper right. is just so cool. Oh, he's so cool. So cute. So cute. All right, those are like awesome picks. Heck yeah, we did it. Honestly. So thank you guys so much for that. It's wicked cool. Um, So yeah, next up we have our Octoponder. Yes. Yes. So as we say before we go into that segment, it's about that time that we're going to take a short break. But before we do that, we have something to 
Octoponder. Hmm, what can hmm. it be? Hmm. As stated on our Facebook group. <laughs> the question is, what's your number one favorite boss battle theme music? Now, the way how this <laughs> is going to work is we're going to do a block of music, talk about it, and then we'll go into the Retroid picks, play a huge block of that, and then I'll just read off what you guys wrote on the website, and, and then that'll be that for that segment. So let's get right to it. Hello, and welcome to the Dorkening Podcast Network. Press pound to hear the available shows. That Strange Show, Throwdown Thursday, Loose Cannon with Jar Jar Jeremy, Three Guys That Horror, The New and Improved Super Retro Throwback Reviews, The Audio Files 2.0. This is probably one of Dwayne's worst films. Yeah, he's allowed to have a tooth fairy every now and then, sure. Yeah, this is a tooth fairy and then some, because it does not show the monsters tearing up buildings until the... last 20 minutes of the movie that that's what right. the game is it's fucking monsters tearing up a fuck a fucking city secret underground hideouts cinema with harrison smith dorks the podcast the dorkening black and white fright the wicked horror show subscribe to all these awesome shows anywhere podcasts can be found for more information check out the Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award-nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors, and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. Hi, this is Stan Bush from Transformers the Movie, and you're listening to Retro Octopus. You got the touch. Hey, are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo ponder this.
So ah, <laughs> love it. Yes, num, 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 awesome num, num, picks. I loved all of these. They're all. Sean, did you love all these? Did you love yes. them, Sean? How they much did you great. love them, Sean? I love them so much. You should see my nipples. <laughs> Would that I could. <laughs> I've seen him without his shirt on. I know what they look like. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Let's stick to the boss battles. <laughs> yes. 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 All right. So the last track we heard was Castlevania Symphony of the Night Festival of Servants. That was from Parasite Steve. That was his pick. That is very true. And then before that, was Final Fantasy IV Fight 2. I don't know if that's just the name of the song or what. It is. But... It doesn't have a cool name. It's just Fight Oh, two. that's that's very un-Final Fantasy-ish. I know. But the but song it is was the boss music. Awesome. The song is badass. That's yes. for dang sure. That's from Ape and Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Then, then we have Snake's Revenge, Metal Gear's Final Boss. And that is my pick. My pick. Okay. Such a game. Like, this has always been a you game. And, like, I just love that you picked this. I mean, the game is unplayable, in my opinion. But, (laughs) oh, my God, the the music is so good. Yeah. I love the the soundtrack. I mean, I will say the soundtrack is definitely, like, the best part of the whole game. Mm -hmm. And I do also understand why people would think that the game is very unplayable. It's mostly because the whole... Uh, card key key card change is very obnoxious because mm-hmm. it's like eight different cards and you gotta like figure out which one it is and it takes forever to figure it out unless you had a guidebook that's different but, but i, I yeah. love i love that that you went there like of all the different themes and this theme is yeah. totally worthwhile like oh absolutely. my god yeah. it's yeah. such a fantastic final boss yeah. battle absolutely so awesome then the first pick your bay yes my bay Apicless 79. <laughs> also with the Metal Gear. Yeah. But oh, Metal, Metal Gear. Gear. But with Metal Gear Solid, another awesome game. Yep. Yeah. It's just the the, the boss battle. I think that all the battle, all the boss battles are the same yeah. in that game, I believe. Yeah. Um uh, awesome. Awesome. It just it's just so good because you know that it was such a cinematic experience, including the music. And whenever you hit a boss and that music comes up. It's like on like a play on the, the original theme, but just kind of more intense. It kind of yeah. kind of gets you like anxiety going. Right. I want to say with, with Metal Gear Solid, the first one, it's definitely by far my favorite one. Because mm-hmm. I, I've never really, well, <laughs> kind of biased because I've never really played the other ones. I've kind of played the second one. Um, but the boss spells in Metal Gear Solid are very iconic. Yeah. Yep. Like all of them. All of them are, are iconic. Yeah, they're very mm-hmm. clever and, and like there's a lot of like kind of puzzle elements. They're just like you, you know you don't just go in there and shoot them to death. You know there's there's stuff you got to figure out. Right. Yeah. Right. And, th- and there is one certain boss that I will talk about later on in this episode. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll keep that in the down low. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So Casimir Symphony of the Night, Festival of Servants, awesome track. So Steve, tell us very about good. this song, why you like it, and all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I don't want to say too much. It's just always mm-hmm. been one of my all time favorite boss battles that that yep. intro chord in the just that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like, so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. To me, there's nothing better than that. Um, right. 
I, I remember when I first started playing the, the guitar, you're like, Joe, play this. Yes. It's like, I mean, there, there are literally, I mean, I'm not kidding when I say the boss battles are always my favorite songs in the game, whatever the game is. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, this is like number one with a bullet. I, there's nothing else that even <laughs> comes close to this. Right. So it's just, it's just a personal fave. That's all. It's a great yeah. one. Excellent. Excellent. Tim, Final Fantasy four, fight two. Fight. fight two. Uh, okay, this song has like super special, super special meaning for me. So there's there's a second half of the show. I'm gonna I'm gonna reference this song. Uh, but this song single handedly is the reason why I ever played a Final Fantasy game, uh, and it's because I encountered it and and like needed to know what it was from. And then I, I learned about final fantasy and I was like, wow, this looks really cool. I want to play this. And so final fantasy two on the super Nintendo, you know, AKA final fantasy four is, uh, was the first one that I played. And I mean, this, this boss music to me is, is friggin' everything. It's so good. It has so much, you know, so many different parts to it and just really shows the strength of the songwriting throughout, a lot of the the older Final Fantasy games, I I just love it to death. It's mm. it's so goddamn good, and it has such tense moments, and it has moments of relief, and uh, it's it's great. It conveys like all the emotions that you'd go through in in a boss fight. You know, you think yeah. you're winning, you think you're gonna die, you know, you're making a comeback, like all this stuff. And uh, this this song just just nails it. Like this is kind of like the Final Fantasy song for me, but yeah, I'll um I'll I'll, I'll mention it a little bit later uh, with one of my other boss picks. But yeah, yeah, this this one is a great one for me. I think that's that's kind of interesting. I, I don't think I've ever heard of somebody say, "I played this game because I heard this song." You know, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I played I'm, the I'm game excited. because of the song. You know, right? I'm excited really to cool. tell the story. It's 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 weird. It's very unconventional. I don't think it would be super possible for a lot of games. But yeah, uh, uh, you you guys have to stay tuned. You'll you'll hear okay. the whole thing later. I'm on the edge of my seat. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> nice. Don't you right, let so... me down now? Don't you let me? Down? <laughs> oh, I <laughs> won't. It's gonna be super juicy. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna make you want to rip off your clothes. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> rip. Anyways. That remains to be seen. Why? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, <yes. laughs> that remains to be seen, Doctor Wiley. <laughs> Doctor Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Snake's Revenge, the final boss music. Oh my god! One of the things I love. I mean, the the, the battle itself is bland. It's a, it's a it's a dumb battle. Um, but what I love about the music. I love how it starts off like really slow, mm-hmm. really, really ominous. And then all of a sudden, like the drums like kick in, like do this fucking massive double bass thing going on. And then it's like fucking full on like speed metal. And then you're like, oh my God, holy shit. And then like, you're trying to like, like, no, aim, aim your, your uh, remote missiles through this, this corridor. And what you got to do is uh, with uh, there's like three, three sections in this corridor where you have to avoid the walls closing. So that they like open and close and you have to time it just right to like to get through the corridor. And then and then once it goes through the corridor, it goes into the room where the Metal Gear is. And what you got to do is you got to hit the front of it, not the side of it, where the missile comes out of the corridor. You have to like go down and then turn left and then turn up and then hit this one little spot. You do that like five times or ten times or whatever. And then that's it. You right. You're like remote yeah. controlling. The yeah. 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 Right. It's very it's not the best battle not as i mean 
Metal Gear Solid, that battle was fucking fantastic. But the song from Metal Gear, Snake's Revenge. Amazing. Awesome. Fucking awesome. Almost every song on that in that game, top notch. Mm-hmm. Top notch. All right. Metal Gear Solid from from my bay. Epic list 79. Yes. Well, yes. What, like like I kind of mentioned before, like the Metal Gear Solid means a lot to me because it's my first like cinematic adventure in a game kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I felt like I was playing this epic movie experience and I was actually a part of it, you know? Totally. Um, The music just played so much into that, into that field, because as you know, a score or like even like pop music that's picked for a movie really sets a tone and can ruin a movie or make a movie even that much more incredible. And so I thought they did a fantastic job with this one and the, this i just love when they take like um an ongoing theme and just change it up depending on the situation so this one you know they just take the main theme and they just intensify it kind of speed it up a bit and just build that anxiety inside you you're, you're sitting here trying to focus on what you need to do to beat this boss because it's the same one for every boss but you got this music on top of it that's kind of dry, making you feel like you need to rush a year <laughs> when you yeah. don't really need to. It's like I, I find that with a lot of games. Like I, I kind of wonder if you took the music out of some games that make you feel that way, if you would have a whole different feeling like playing through the boss or, through, yeah. or even through a level, you know, like you'd be like, oh, wait, this isn't so bad as I thought it was. It's just the music makes you in some situations feel like you're rushed or that you have to like you, you, something's happening that's not really happening you know <laughs> right it makes right, it feel much right. more dire you know more yeah. more like escape sequences where there's an alarm blaring you know it's yes, like oh man yep. that sends my anxiety right off where it's like if yep. i turn the sound off i'm like oh okay this isn't so bad yeah so that's 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 the reason I, I i picked that one for this um and i can go into more i in later in the episode because uh spoiler alert i pick we'll, we'll, something we'll, we'll do that, but. We'll, we'll do we'll do like a separate episode we'll do, we'll do a crow's nest and just do mail your solid yeah <laughs> yeah sure I'll, 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 I'll have you on <laughs> yes yeah, sure. you do like, i mean tim has played tim has played, played most few. of those games yeah yeah i've played a few like like maybe t- uh three or four of them yeah nice nice all right, awesome pick, guys, as per usual. All right, so yeah. now, <laughs> n- yes, yeah. so now we're gonna get into the mega block from the retroids. Are you guys ready for a mega block? Oh so God. many songs. Oh open, my God. open this pick up.
that was quite the point. Oh, man. I need a drink. Come up with some air for a second. I'm going to need a cigarette after that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Holy crap. Okay, so we just heard the King Ghidorah music from the Godzilla game on the NES, and that was requested by my younger brother, Eric Dunbar. So thank you so much for that. Um, And then we got (laughs) Conquer's Bad Fur Day with the song Great Mighty Pooh. (laughs) And the Great Mighty Mighty Pooh. (laughs) I will fling my shit at you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that was requested by by Nick Pericles. 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 Okay. Um, so I apologize, apologize in advance by butchering any of your names. So he says with a quote, I cannot deny the clag, the clagginess. Of the <laughs> that the word, the clagginess. clagginess. That's what cracked me up most. <laughs> so He's funny. Like, you know, going on to say, you know, the great mighty crew from Congressburg. Yeah. Uh, Bad day. So awesome. claggy. So claggy. So Someone's got a word of the day calendar. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, honestly. honestly. The clagginess. I love it. Clagginess, yes. And so uh before that, we had the boss battle from Life Force. Now it's requested by Adam Laterno, our boy. Yeah. From, from He Says She Said. You got it. Awesome drummer. And he says with a quote, so the one I I kept coming back to was the boss fight theme from Life Force for the NES. Absolutely it was awesome. This, it was mm-hmm. this really cool plotting theme that perfectly fit with the slow moving yet menacing bosses you were mm-hmm. fighting. Always like that one. I 100% agree with that. Awesome. Spot on. Oh my God. Such a good pick. I just yeah. love yeah. it. Absolutely. I think that's our only shmup on this list. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. 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 Yep. That seems right. Uh, then before that, we had the Mega Man 2 boss battle, which can't go wrong with that. And that was Cannot. requested by Ian, the boy wonderful Wallace. Wallace. Mm-hmm. Very good pick. Love love the game, love the music. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong oh, with yeah. that. Then before that, we had Revenge of Shinobi with a song called Terrible Beats. Oh, it's called Terrible, but it's not. It's so it's good. Not. It's, it's terribly so good. good. Terribly good, <laughs> yes. And that was requested by Wes Simmons. AKA Nefarious Wes on YouTube. Check him out. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done anything in a while, but hey, still check out his stuff. He also Good sells dude. great perler beads. That's true. I have a bunch yes. of true. true. I got quite a few. Yes. Yes. True, then true. before that, we had Metroid with the song Mother Brain Battle. Yes. Oh, yes. That was, that was requested mm-hmm. by Wade Garrett. Classic. And then we had. Final Fantasy 13 Orphan Phase One theme, and that was requested by Miranda Dalzovo. Awesome pick. And then before that, we have yet another Final Fantasy game. This is Final Fantasy 7, just simply called Boss Battle. I don't think there's any. It's. Names. I think that song is called "Those Who Fight Further." Technically. Oh. Um, okay. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyways. I prefer to fight nearer. Oh, oh, do you? <laughs> well, <laughs> then. well then, really, <laughs> and that was requested by Andrew Worshburn. So very cool pick. And then we had a game we were talking about earlier: Super Mario Brothers Three, the Bowser Battle Theme. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was requested by Phil Conti. Yes. Again, 
uh, epic battle, epic music. Yep. Along with that. Classic. So classic. And then before that, we had Def Jam Vendetta Fight for New York. And that was requested by Santino Masibo. Hell yeah. And... This is such a deep cut. Only you mm-hmm. could have requested this one, buddy. My God. Yes. Yes. So he says, you no, know, he picks the name of the, of the game. And then he says it's actually just an instrumental of a song from Joe Budden called Walk With Me which is interesting. I did not know that. Um, because honestly, I don't know who that is. So that's why I didn't know. And now I know, <laughs> and I'm happy for it. Now you know, and no one's half the battle. And the so other half is extreme violence. Yeah. G. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> right. And then before that, we had the game Jackal with the boss mm. theme. This no, no actual name. Uh, or boss theme one or whatever it's called. Definitely the boss. awesome. Enough. First level boss, anyway. Yeah, I don't know if it's right. the same and for every boss or not. I I didn't get very far. I don't in the remember. Game. Yeah, I mean, I do, I went through it not too long ago. I honestly don't remember if the music was Great different theme, though. Yeah, from oh, Bert. So, yeah, that's from Berkir Fenar. Yes. Uh, uh. I mean, I I love that he picked Jackal though. Because again, so that is random, random that game. is a yeah. right. It's a rando game. It's That's so kind of a shmup, awesome. right? A little bit. Yeah, it, it kind of is. It kind of is, but it's also like a a, a running gun or a driving gun. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're, it's not an auto scroller, so it's a little different. But yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. you know, that's a game that I I really would like to play more of. Honestly, Agreed. I Agreed. I didn't really play much of it, and uh, I would like to go back to that. But man, what an it's awesome fun. theme! It's awesome fun. theme. I love it. I love it. Love the game. And then we start off the set with the song called Danger from Secret of Mana that was requested by Eric Michaud. Am I saying his last name correctly? Michaud? Michaud. Michaud. Okay. Yeah, I think I apologize so. again. Eric and never says, says his last name. I don't know. <laughs> so so we, we start the we start the uh, the block with an Eric and we end it with an Eric. Yes. <laughs> Eric created the hell of a sandwich. They're booking a sandwich. <laughs> so he says danger from secret of mana goes in hard with all it does for a standard boss theme for a special boss theme secret also has oracle and meridian dance which are both fantastic no, oracle save- which is creepy as fuck and meridian dance which just slaps hard as shit but oh yeah dude danger slaps. danger is intense awesome you want to talk you want to talk about about songs that that just immediately you know send you into a state like how you you were describing a big glitch like it man danger as a boss fight theme every boss fight you're like oh shit like it's like your heart just sinks Mm -hmm. it's so friggin' tense uh man what a what a song and i just want to let you guys know that we only played 30 seconds of each song. Otherwise, that whole entire segment of the Retroid block would have been over 30 minutes. And uh, we wanted to, like, not make the episode too long. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a crow's nest. And we will play all of these songs in full in addition to other boss battle themes that that I really like or we really like, whoever wants to know participate what an epic freaking block of music that was oh my, my god, god. Yeah. thank you so much guys that was so fun yeah, i hope that was amazing um so just real quick uh shout out to eric michaud who was you know he picked a secret of mana song he's a big secret of mana guy he was in our crow's nest episode last year last season which is called three may keep a secret of mana 
and that was fun. So you should check that episode out. Yar. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So thank you guys so much for that. Yeah. Wicked, wicked coo. So you guys can, you know, if you guys want to like, no participate in this podcast, you can always know, check us out on Facebook. And uh, we're also on Twitter at Redoctopus, or you can always email us at Redoctopus at gmail.com. And please, if you like what we're doing, leave us a review or a rating or whatever. Just, just do it. Just do it. We're on Pinecast. We're on Spotify. We're on almost everything. Just give us a review. Yeah, like let us know that you like what we're yes. doing. Send yeah. us an email. Or that we suck. You think. Yeah, Either if you think, way. If you think we suck, yeah. we'll, read, we'll read them on a show. Right. <laughs> We'll do yeah, like we're gonna like, we're gonna like, have a suck cast. Nasty, we'll, like, <laughs> we'll, we'll do we'll, we'll do like one of those uh, nasty uh, messages or or texts yes. from from yes. from mad fans or something. <laughs> so <laughs> celebrity read mean tweets, except where nobody's in. You're not tweeting at us, but yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Other than no those two things, us. other than those two things, we just have Linda who like yeah. likes our our posts. That's it, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so again thank you guys for those awesome ponderings yeah. without further ado let's get back to the show and for the second part of this episode we're going to talk about our fate our personal favorite bosses yes so so we each pick three and we're just so go we got to go through these a little quick because we're already yeah. two hours yeah. into it yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right so let's do like like a, like a brief yeah brief matching whatever yep. okay all right so we'll start off with epic glitch 79 all so right. Tell us about your picks. All right. Number one, as we were mentioning in the previous segment, is Liquid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. Um, again, cinematic experience. Loved it. It was a build up right up to that end. And having to fight the giant Metal Gear was just, was like, how am I going to do this? This is like yeah. crazy. All the different attacks it does. It was just great. And then once you do that, you got to fight them hand to hand on top of the damn thing. And it's like, what the hell? Right. Then right. when you're done with that, you got to ride a Jeep down a tunnel. All right. The yes. whole time. Yep. 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 <laughs> and then you crash. And then in the whole die hard ending style, he comes up snake with a gun. And you're like, are you kidding me? But then he <sighs> but i was like this guy is relentless (laughs) (laughs) just die uh, already right honestly he's just he's just mad because his name's liquid yeah but that's like not nearly as cool as solid i mean they both suck (laughs) (laughs) right but it's still not as cool as solid yeah Uh, and and then you have solid dust I i like things solid I, I like mean, I guess. Us. <laughs> yeah, what happened to gaseous? I was like, solidus. What, what does that mean? There's a, clearly a third so- phase of matter. Solidus is like supposedly gas. I uh, know, supposedly solid and liquid. We needed gaseous. Right. Where's, <laughs> where's my gas snake? <laughs> you know what? I think it should have been gassy. Gassy yeah. snake. Gassy, gassy snake. snake. Yeah. Yeah. Should have mm. been. Uh, yeah. Let, mm. Oh, here's my brother. He's a little gassy. He's How you feeling? Gassy. <laughs> yeah, <I'll> see. <laughs> Throw some Pepto Bismol at him or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Liquid, come on! You want to go play some some softball? Want to throw the throw softball around, Liquid? Hey, Liquid, why do you make that face every time I say your name, Liquid? Liquid. Liquid. <laughs> 
as a young child, Liquid was bullied by all of his friends. By his mom. Really friends. <laughs> Liquid was bullied by his parents who named him Liquid. Yep. They just needed a whipping boy. <laughs> no, that's that, that's an awesome pick, though, dude. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Definitely. All right. Uh, well, sh- should we just do like just do all three? Do you want to do all, all three of your picks? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. We'll just not them. Okay, yes. do it. Focus all right. On next that. one. My next pick is Abby. And this is an interesting one. So Abby from um, The Last of Us 2. So I went a little mo- oh, real modern. Yeah. So with this, with this one, it's, I guess it all depends on the player themselves. If you really think Abby is a final boss. Because in this game, half the game, you get to play as Abby. So you get to learn about her backstory and about her. So you get, end up growing to like her. In a, in a sense so then you reach this point where you're back to ellie and you gotta fight her it's it's kind of a conflicting kind of moment you know what i mean mm-hmm, and, yeah. it, and and it's not really much of a battle as it is more of kind of mostly quick time events in a sense yeah um yeah and but then at the end you know you you don't really beat her like you she has the opportunity but she lets her go and then again, as the player, you would either think that's a victory or not, depending on how you feel about the character. Mm. And so it's kind of this little emotional roller coaster ride to build up all the way up to that moment. And it's a pretty brutal fight. I mean, it's hand to hand, one knife. You're on you're at, on the beach or the water, really. And uh, yeah, it's just really cool and intense. And I just loved it. And and the music, there really isn't music. So it's kind of eerie. It's kind of more atmospheric sound. And then just, just the sounds of the fight. It's just pretty intense to me. Yeah, I don't know. So right. it just stuck with me very well. Nice. Uh, again, it's yeah, that just cinematic hit. experience. Yeah. 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 Just hit, hit just right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so that's, that's pretty much all I got to say about that one. Uh, this, the last one is memorable to me. It's Ganon fight from the link to the past. And it's memorable to me because Link of the Past is my favorite Super Nintendo game of all time. Nice. And I distinctly remember the summer I played it all summer for the first time that when it came out. And uh, it took me all summer to get through it. And it was just when I got to that moment where you're on top of that temple and you, there's the hole in it and you're ready to fall down and you know it's coming. It's, it's about mm-hmm. to happen. Here it comes, you know, and you fall down there and then just trying to figure out how you have to beat him and all the different techniques that he's doing and stuff. It just was a great, like, not too hard of a puzzle, but just enough to be frustrating at, at, at the first time you do it. Mm-hmm. And um, it just was an exciting moment for me in my gaming history, I guess you could say. Yeah. So it yeah, just really stuck sure. to me that 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 specific beginning battle. Right. It was a, it was an important kid moment. Yeah, exactly. So nice. just that whole summer was linked to the past summer, as I call it. Nice, <laughs> nice. nice. Oh, it's a good that, summer. That, that, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was a damn good summer. Yeah. Yep. So it's one of those games I, I've never beaten. I'm just like really bad at Zelda games. Ah. So, uh, like I, okay. I, I, I end up starting. I start. I start a Zelda game, and then it's like I get nowhere. And it's like, yeah, eh, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why. That's why that one took it's... me all summer because there was no. I had no guide. Obviously, no right. internet. I mean, it was right. just me, the controller, and the cart. <laughs> right. So for the yeah. kids out there, that was our that was our prehistoric days. 
Yes. yes. Pre, those pre, are the, pre, those were the dark times. <laughs> those were the dark times. Right. Or are these the dark times? Eh, who knows? Uh, who knows? Uh, yeah. Um, the answer is yeah. yes. There's <laughs> definitely yes. Yes. Um, all right. Awesome picks. Yeah. So, great uh, picks. Great picks, man. Uh, thank you. Parasite Thank you. Steve. Parasite Steve, what you got? Oh, <clears throat> all right. So um, uh, my first pick is a recurring boss. But he wasn't important enough to mention in the first segment. But he's just <laughs> somebody I I always really looked forward to fighting in uh, the original Mega Man games. Um, not Doctor Wily, but the Yellow Devil is yes. uh, what he's called. Oh yeah, that's his uh, Japanese name. I actually always knew him uh, by a different name, which is Rock Monster. Um, mm. I think he was called that in the instruction manual or something. That's, the, that's uh, interesting because I knew him as Joe when he lived next to me uh, that year. No, oh, just kidding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I never met him personally. I never, never met him in uh, in meat space, but in pixel space, uh, Joe, Joe was kind of a dick. Um, no, he's, he's this big. So the yellow devil, he's this big yellow cyclops. He doesn't really have a head. His eye is in his body and he's just like kind of simple, but also very big. So he was kind of like the biggest boss, I think, in that original Mega Man game, I think. Yes. Um, he was pretty big yeah. and he, he very attacks big, yeah. very uniquely. He appears on one side of the screen and then his body starts to break up in these little well, I guess rocks. we called him rocks because he was yeah. the rock yep. monster. We assumed he was made of rocks, but they really move. They don't look like rocks, really. They kind rock of spin monster. around. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> rock monster! <laughs> <laughs> the yellow devil! Everybody's yellow! <laughs> so anyway, so he transports from one side of the screen to the other side of the screen via his body breaking up into these small little blocks. So he's made up of all these tiles, if you are thinking of, you know, how a graphic is made. And uh, mm -hmm. each one becomes a little rock that transports across the screen. It takes a while. It takes a while for <laughs> yes. him to transport. It is not a nightcrawler bamf. It is a blah, blah. Uh, you're like, oh my god yeah. this is gonna take a mile, million years but as they are doing that you have to dodge all of the all of the rocks or whatever they are as yeah. Mega Man, so you jump over them and later games you can dash underneath them but in the first one of course you can't do that and uh and then you get like a few seconds and you can he opens his eye you can shoot him in the eye and he closes the eye and then he starts to teleport again so it takes a while to fight this guy and it, I, mm -hmm. I admit it was like aggravating it's a war of attrition it takes so it friggin is. long yeah. you're just so gonna long. make a mistake but, yes yep. but he is so memorable he's oh, yeah. so yep. memorable uh, yep. and i just i don't know he's he's one of those things i love about old Mega Man games is like hoping that we fight the yellow devil at some point in in the later levels and yeah. it's just kind of fun and i just sort of always liked that original look for him they made him cuter they tried to make him cuter and he had like a a white eye with a yellow with a white eye with a black pupil yeah. and just like a normal eyeball but his original was a black eye with a red pupil and there was mm -hmm. something about that and he's all yellow other than that and i just i don't know i just dig the yellow devil i think he's really yeah cool. yeah i agree i like, I like it when, yeah. when you when you when you defeat him you just see like the outline of him yep yep and he and he was in a absolute metric ton of Mega Man games. I mean, just yes. so a ton, a ton, a ton. Yeah. So he really was one of those ones that I don't think that they 
built him into the story. I don't think there was ever anything really there for a character or anything like that, but it's like mm-hmm. the designers always went back to him. I don't know. There was just something about that battle was so unique and so fun. So they just, mm-hmm. they just kept going back yeah. anyway. So that's yellow devil. Uh, the second one is um, a game that came out for the PlayStation one and also the Dreamcast, and I think that the Dreamcast was the definitive version. That's definitely mm-hmm. a million times better in my mind. Uh, yeah. And the game is Soul Reaver. And uh, in in my mind, this game has some of the best boss battles of all time. Every single one is completely different from all the rest. And they really make you think about how to fight them. Because the deal is that the the, the you know, it's all vampires, but they're like mutated vampires. They're so big that they're just these gargantuan monsters that you literally can't hurt. So you have to sort of figure out what in the environment is going to maybe help you hurt them. Mm-hmm. And um, once you know what to do, they're often very easy, but yeah. it's all about figuring it out. And um, again, you know, before we were always on the internet and cheating all the time, it was like, oh, like, what the heck are you supposed to do? And uh, anyway, so I'm going to shout out the boss. He's the, the, the second to last boss of the game. His name's Duma. And he is this giant one. He's, uh, you know, he, he's he's kind of like built like you are, you know, just humanoid. Some of the other ones are just gross monsters, but he has arms and legs. And he's just really, really tall. He's probably like 15, 20 feet tall. He's huge. And what's neat is you go, you're storming in to, uh, to kill him and you find him and he's already dead. He's lying there in his in his throne and he's he's dead. He's been run through with a bunch of spears that are all in his body. So at first you're kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do. You can't even figure out how to like start the battle boss and monster party. Sorry, I'm dead. Sorry, I'm dead. So, yeah, it's (laughs) like, well, do I just leave? Is what what happens here? What's going to happen here? And so what you actually have to do is you have to go up to the body and you pull out all of the spears and throw them. And when the fourth one, I think there's four of them is when you throw it, he comes back to life. Um, and cause he's, you know, he's a vampire. He's got wooden stakes, you know, but they're spears, but they're through him. And, you know, presumably he can, in some, some mythologies, you know, the, you have to keep the stake in the heart to keep them dead. So anyway, so he comes back to life and you have dialogue and, and he is just so strong. You can't, you can't do anything to him. And uh, unlike most bosses, it doesn't take place in one room the whole level is just open to you and it's really it took some thinking like i have to say i i did figure this out myself and it felt amazing when i finally did it um i couldn't figure out there's nothing that's seemingly around you can't like do anything to this guy Mm -hmm. he just is constantly on your ass following you but you realize that he's you know slow enough that you can lead him So you're like, all right, well, where do I have to lead him? And there was earlier, there was a room that was like a furnace and you had to uh, turn it on. And then there's like a lever on top that you could pull and it would shoot out fire. And this is really nowhere near his boss room. So it's, it's easy to forget it's even there. Yeah, right. You got to remember to go back, check it out. Yeah. And I believe that it served a function. It wasn't like a big question mark. Like, I don't even know what this does. I believe like you had to blow up a 
box or something. There was some reason that you used it already. So it's also like kind of out of your head. But if you remember that it's there, you have to lure him, which takes a while, into that room and make him stand in the spot. And then there's like an area where you can kind of climb up and you get to where the trigger is. You pull the trigger and it shoots the fire out. And, and that is it. Duma dies in one hit. But you you literally have to think of it, lure him all the way there, survive, survive yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yep. And it's just such a unique experience, such a unique thought that that's how they're going to do it. They're like, no, this guy is so strong. There is no chance that you should ever be able to hurt this guy. Forget it. Right. Um, so anyway, I just, I just think that I could have picked any of the bosses from soul reaver one. Um, they all are amazing, but there was something about Duma that always did it for me. And I just, it just felt very magical in the world of man. You guys just showed me something I've never seen before in a game of a lot of firsts. And um, I just, uh, I just loved that. So anyway, Duma. Um, my last pick is a kind of a cheat. I'm going to pick uh, three bosses, which are a mini, uh, like a mini boss rush that they made you do at the end of Super Castlevania 4. And this mm-hmm. is, um, you know, Castlevania, I picked uh, Castlevania music earlier. I, I love Castlevania so much. We've talked about mm-hmm. this. We all love Castlevania. Yeah. Um, so there, there's something about 4. I really played a lot of 4. That was a special Super Nintendo game for me. Yep. I've always, yeah. I've mm-hmm. always loved yeah. it. It doesn't really fit with the rest of the games. It's sort of a little bit too adult, a little bit too grim. Um, it's more of a horror. It's less cartoony. It's the least cartoony. The music is, is so good. Mm -hmm. Um, it just feels like a, it really feels like a special game. And I, I don't think any other super Nintendo game showed off mode seven in the ways that it was shown off in that game. Right. Certainly not the different ways all in one game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really had some neat stuff going for it. Um, I mean the big chandeliers, the big spinny tunnel room, the you the know rotating lot, area, rotating, the hang from. yep, the yeah. rotating room. So many neat things, um, and bosses also some of the bosses. Yep. Yeah, 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 the rot Kanak, Yeah, I loved him. But so the final bit of the game, right before Dracula, Dracula also could have been mentioned as a recurring boss. I mean, for sure, he's a he's a classic. Absolutely, but. But right before that, now the second to last boss of, of pretty much every Castlevania is always the Grim Reaper. It's always death. But yeah. in this game, they make you do this little little this little boss rush. And so like they introduce two new bosses we've never seen before, but they become series regulars later at like after this, because they were just so popular. So first you fight Slogra. Slogra is this like basically reanimated dinosaur skeleton of like kind of cobbled together from different things his face mm. is very pterodactylish but yeah. the rest of his body isn't you know so he's he's just all sorts of just stuff and he's yeah. really cool and at first he attacks you with um i believe a spear and then you break the spear and he just uses his claws and he's so he already has two forms just slogra yep. and he's hard just slogra then mm. once you beat slogra then you go past him and you fight this awesome bat gargoyle guy and his name's Gaibon and he also has two forms because he turns orange he starts off blue and then he turns orange when he gets mad and he goes faster so you have to be both of them and then you get to the grim reaper and i think it's 
probably still one of my best favorite looks for death and in the series is the way he looks in four. I just love the way he looks. Damn right. Mm -hmm. And he, um, he only has the one form. I believe. I don't think he he changes his attack. He is so hard and you have to beat them all. So if you die at death, you have to beat Slogra and Gaibon again. So this was so seminal to me this was so hard this was such a difficult thing to overcome and it is always stuck in my mind of slogra gaibon death from four so to me it's one boss and um the way that uh 8-bit the way you talked about ridley and craid in the original metroid and how you know they were a pair for a little while well that's Mm -hmm. that's how slogra and gaibon became after this totally you totally Mm -hmm. saw them together um, and they were a boss together um, in Symphony of the Night, which was super right. fun. They were one of the right. first bosses. The first, yeah, they were, they were yep. the first boss. Yeah. yeah, super fun. You know, it, and uh, and they they make various other appearances. There was also like a, a sort of a blink and you miss it shot from season one of the Netflix anime, and they actually had both of them on screen attacking at the sure just did. at the same time. And it's like, yeah. of course, you have to put Slogra and Gaibon. So right. uh, anyway kind of a cheat but um it's uh it's it's a very very difficult memorable um boss rush for me i love i love that the the trio the slogra guy bond death my god yeah uh, yep. the bosses in that game overall are are just amazing though they mm-hmm. they really honestly like this episode they was are. so fun to do for me because like I, I said i love the boss music it's always my favorite but the bosses in games in general are are also kind of my favorite thing. That's what I look forward to. That's what that's like, yeah. like the gameplay is more important by far, but like, I look forward to certain bosses, especially on replays. I'm like dying to get to this boss and fight oh. that boss again. And there's something it's about a that. moment. It's so cool. It, it right. does. It feels like that's the cast of the game. Like I, yep. I'm not, I don't think of enemies as cast members, but like the hero and the final boss, but, but also the rest of the bosses, you know, like that's who's in this game. Right. You know, right. I love it. Um, You're going to have a, a gang of Goombas with picket uh, fe- uh, signs. At your house tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're important too. We matter. <laughs> we're fun guys. We're fun guys. We're fun guys. <laughs> anyway, awesome. that's that. Those are my picks. Nice. Bosses awesome. that meant something to me over the years. Nice. Awesome. Nice. All right, yeah. 8-Bit Alchemy, what you got, boy? All righty, so I will uh, start things off with another boss from Super Metroid. Now, I was I was torn between just picking another Super Metroid boss, but I, I could not omit this one. Uh, the boss <laughs> is Crocomire, and, uh, and this is a boss that has only showed up in Super Metroid. Uh, and the reason why it was so damn memorable to me is because of the format of the fight not fitting any other boss fight in the game. And I think that's kind of a theme that we've that we've we've kind of come upon here is that bosses that you have to fight differently just stand out as mm-hmm. a, a very memorable experience. So with Krokemeyer, none of your attacks hurt him. None of your attacks do anything to cause him damage, but they will cause him to step backwards. If you're able to shoot uh, like a missile in in his mouth when he roars at you, he'll step backward. Yep. So you're in this loses ground, and you're in this huge long corridor. 
and you keep hitting him, you know, maybe not really sure what you're supposed to be doing at first, just kind of doing it because what else can I do? Uh, And then eventually you're able to push him so far back, you'll actually start to see the edge of the platform and there's a bunch of lava. And, uh, and yeah, you have to keep shooting him so that he, he backs up so much that he just topples into the lava and, and falls down into it. And uh-huh. this boss is really memorable for a couple of things. Um, but visually, when he falls into the lava and his skin melts off of his body and you know it's a super nintendo graphic like i'm sure if you look at it now and you grew up on modern games you wouldn't think it's a big deal but holy shit at the time this was unheard of like this boss's skin just melts (laughs) off of it and Mm -hmm. its skeleton is clawing and screaming and as it just like tries to climb up and it just mm-hmm. sinks down into the lava, and away it goes. And I mean, it, it, you're like, holy shit! And I he feel leaves behind bad. his skull, right? He leaves, well, yeah. well yeah. so there's so there's one other thing. So there's one other thing. So so that so he sinks down, and you're like, holy crap! I feel kind of bad. That was that was traumatic. And you go to leave the room, and as you run to the opposite end, and you go to leave the room, the boss music starts again, and you're like, what the fuck? And the wall on the left side of the room just explodes and his skeleton comes jumping through it and he claws at you one or two more times before the skeleton just collapses on the ground and it stays there and he's he's dead yeah it's that final jump scare oh that fucking moment is amazing i I don't know if another like jump scare like that in a game no until then no, right, I know right, yeah. that fight has never left my brain. It has always been my favorite moment of Super Metroid. Yeah, I'm so glad and, you mentioned this, dude. Oh, uh, I mm-hmm. I adore it. And and like you said, Steve, like where you look forward to the bosses, they're the cast yeah. of the character. Every time I play Super Metroid, I am so excited when I get to do the Krakenmeyer fight. It's so cool. It's so cool and special, and I I just adore it. And yeah. uh, and it's extra special because it that creature has never shown up in another Metroid right. game. Uh, so I, I, I really love that. Ultra and it's an optional boss. Um, I don't remember. I, I think you need to do him to get the grappling hook. So I don't know if he's, I optional. don't think you need, I don't think you need what he's in front of. Okay. And he's definitely I, not on the statue that leads you into the right. final level. He's not one of the main bosses. He's not so, one of the he's, four. so he's, he's like the, the like the plant guy that you fight at the beginning whose head like bobs around on a star. There's a few like yeah. you know mini bosses or whatever. Uh yeah. So he's not, you know, one of the main four, but man, he's number one in my heart. Yeah. I love yeah, I love Krokemeyer. Awesome. is my guy. Uh so yeah, all three of my picks are from the Super Nintendo. I just have like such a soft spot for for Super NES. Yeah. Um so so the the next one I'm going to do is actually from a game that I enjoy, but it's not it's not one of my favorite Super Nintendo games, but this fight has always always been one of my favorites and uh it's just from Yoshi's Island. Uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, is a game that, if nothing else, had a lot of unique ideas all the way mm-hmm. through it. Uh, but the, the fight in question is actually uh, a call back to to Sean, your first uh, part of the episode. It's a Bowser fight. Yeah. So the last fight of the game, uh, this game, obviously, uh, you're, you're playing as Yoshi with baby Mario. Uh, so the Bowser in this game is not Bowser Jr. It's it's baby Bowser. It is Bowser himself as we know him as a baby. 
mm-hmm. and so baby Bowser in this game, you you know, you fight him normally. You 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 know, in this game, you shoot eggs and stuff on Yoshi's back. It's a pretty pretty straightforward fight. You fight him, defeat him, no big deal. Uh, but all the bosses in this game, they're always normal looking creatures, normal enemies that then you know the magic Koopa or Kamek. Uh, flies over and uses her magic and like you know dramatically mutates them well when Kamek dramatically mutates baby Bowser I mean it's the coolest shit ever it (laughs) turns baby Bowser into the biggest fucking thing you've ever fought in a Super Nintendo game like it destroys the castle that you're in the screen fades to black and it comes back in and you're just standing in like the destroyed wall section of the castle and in the way distant far background you just see this head rising from the darkness coming up and you see these piercing white eyes as this baby Bowser head comes up looking all menacing fucking huge Godzilla sized thing in the background and the song that starts to play is this like really head like only song in the game that is like metal and Mm -hmm. I mean this song is just pure guitar sound effects so epic thing comes up it roars at you and then it starts coming towards you and you have, you know, this mode seven where it's like the, the graphics in the distance and it's growing and growing as it's getting closer to you. And you have to like launch these eggs way into the background to hit it, to get it to, to deal damage and to stay away from you. Cause if it gets too close, you know, he does breathe fire, does, does other attacks mm-hmm. and he does yeah. all this stuff to throw things at you and, and whatever. I mean, that fight, I was obsessed with that fight when I first saw it. Like I, I just felt like there was nothing cooler than that. It was, it was such an incredible thing from this game that, you know, I, I enjoyed, I found it to be frustrating in a lot of ways. It's not a game I've ever loved, but Holy crap, Mm -hmm. the baby Bowser fight. I love it is sick. It's so cool. Yeah. That that was one that was on my list to bring up as one of the key like bowser things but i was trying to save time so i skipped over that one that oh, one perfect. Wow. Up there. Well, yeah. that worked out. out yeah that worked out really well yeah I, I i adore it um so then uh so the third one is the one that's going to tie into my pick from the music block so this is uh the bo- the secret boss the optional super boss from super mario rpg and that is Culex. Yes. Uh, and Culex <laughs> is a boss that is uh, optional super boss, you know, super boss being a term used for bosses you don't have to fight, but they are the highest challenge of the game, harder than the final boss, just something for, you know, if, if you have a super built party and you want some extra challenge. Uh, and so Culex in Monstro Town is, is you know, trapped behind this, this locked door. You enter the door. I, I still vividly like remember the first time I fought this this boss and saw it and it was, it was just like it was scary it was it's crazy, like crazy crazy yeah. because what you go I behind this upon? door you go behind this door <laughs> and it starts to play now at this time i didn't know the connection but it starts to play the prelude from final fantasy and yeah. you have you know your characters you walk up you approach this sprite graphic which looks unlike anything else in super mario rpg everything in that game has this faux like three-dimensional almost like little toy statue kind of aesthetic yep. like they yep. were doing this almost kind of like a donkey kong country vibe 
side. Yes, that, I'm glad um, you just said that. Yeah, that's and, what and, like. and so Culex was the first graphic you see that's just a pure sprite graphic, you know, like something you would see at a Mega Man X. Um, and, and, you know, obviously Final Fantasy was the reference. And um, and so, you know, you you go up to this fight. He has this big, long-winded explanation, all this other stuff. He's, he's talking about this, that, and the other thing. And you're like, what the hell is this guy's deal? Like, what is he talking about? And, uh, and you get into a fight with him. And, I mean... His graphic is just goddamn incredible. Like it's so he's rad. one of the most badass sprites, and uh, and he's got these four elemental crystals around him, and the the music that I heard playing was the Super Mario RPG rendition of Fight Two from Final Fantasy IV. And I didn't know what this was at the time. I mean, obviously, you know, I was I was pretty young. You know, Steve told me that this was a reference to Final Fantasy, you know, that this was, uh, at the time, we thought that Culix was actually a character directly from Final Fantasy. And so this fight, this boss music blew my mind. And and how insanely difficult he was, like, everything about this just became like a fascination. And I just became so interested in it. And I loved the music. I would just keep, you know, we had like a save file on our cartridge that was always ready to fight Culex. You know, we would never save it after, after we beat him, we would save it on a different slot or something. Like we would always have one at the ready so we could just fight Culex for fun. And I would just like boot it up just to do it. You know, like, yeah. like <laughs> Steve had played through most of the game and I just would load his save files and I, I, you know, booting it up and going into the Culex fight was just like something I would do for fun because <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. It was, and yeah. uh, right, and right. and so that that song, you know, learning about it and 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 reading up on it, you know, later on, learning that oh, okay, well, Culex was a reference to you know graphical styles and stuff from two, and the song was directly from two. I was like, that's it. I have to play Final Fantasy 2. I have to play through this game. I need to understand the full reference. I want to hear this boss music where it originally came from. And and that was it. Like that was the slippery slope that led to, you know, Final Fantasy being one of my top franchises that I, I still love to this day. It's just all stems from this one boss fight in Super Mario RPG. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's like the coolest thing. Like that, that to me is one of my favorite parts of an already amazing game such a yes. great game yes. but wow. man that fight is sick and i will never get tired of of thinking about it it's just awesome it's so <laughs> it fun. Is. Right. it's so damn That's cool nice. so so yeah that one to me really is like ultra so special. i i i what i would not have been able to guess the other two that you picked tonight um Although the Krokemeyer makes a lot of sense. I never would have guessed Baby Bowser, but I knew you were going to pick Culex. Yes. It's just so good. He's sick. He's so sick. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Awesome picks. All right. All right. So my pick, I'm going to start off with Magus from Chrono Trigger. Hell yeah. Um, oh my god. I, I so love this character awesome. so much. He, he's one, one of my favorite characters ever. He is so he's so badass. He, he's very he's very badass. You find him a couple times in the game, but the battle that I, I, I want to talk about is when you first encounter him. Like you 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 go first you go go into his humongous castle, which they there's like a little there's a screenshot uh, before you enter the build uh, the, the castle, and it's huge, it's like three screens high amazing amazing graphics 
Anyways, when you reach the top of the of the castle, you enter into this this dark room. Everything's black, and you can only go up. So as you're going up, there's there'll be like two purple flames which just randomly appear on either side of you, and then the further you go, two more no more will appear until you get to a certain spot, and then a, a circle of flames will just form, and then the screen will just fade up, and there's Magnus just standing there. He's 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 got his back toward you. He's ready to fuck shit up. And, <laughs> oh my god. It's a tough, tough battle. Uh-huh. Um, you you gotta have frog in your party. You gotta have that mess moon sword because that that really helps you in the fight. Uh-huh. So freaking amazing! And the second oh. time, and the, the the second time you fight him, well, actually, you you encounter him again. You have the option to fight him. You can either kill him, or you can join your party. So. Why would, would you kill him? Why would you kill him? He's like the in best this moment, in the game. Joe. You do not choose violence. I do not. You do the other fifty percent of the. Violence. This is I mean, the I, one time. The one time, time you choose knowing. Violence. Right, right. <laughs> and he he's like so fucking powerful. Like he does. Oh, yeah. Like he does all. He does like like with, with each character in the game. They they each have like their own elements. Like Colonel has lightning. Uh, Frog has uh, water. Frog, frog has water, and the, the princess has ice. And, Marley uh, has ice. Yeah, Marley has ice, and Luca has fire. Um, and then when you encounter the the robot, he's just, he doesn't have. He's a robot. He doesn't get elementals. But yeah, they're like, like you can't have he has, magic. Like, a and then he frowns. He's like, hmm. yeah. So he 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 has what they call a shadow. So it's just like like dark attacks or something, basically. And uh, but with with Magus, he has all of that. He has the shadow. He's magic fabulous. He has all that business. <laughs> he is, he is all, all up in that. He's he's all that in a bag of Doritos. <laughs> so fucking amazing. <laughs> love love him so much. He's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my second pick is actually Doctor Wally from specifically from Mega Man Two. Mm. I remember, you know, when we start the stage, there's no music at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. no music. You just drop down, and you hear uh, like water dripping or, or acid. I'm going to say acid because if you get hit by one, you get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty eerie, right there. And then you yeah. go through. You, you go through the door, and then they they see Doctor Wiley. The, the room the room's all black. You see Doctor Wiley, and he jumps up and he turns to a fucking alien. You're like it's so like, weird, shit, like super that, creepy, super creepy, right? And then, then all of a sudden, you know, that you see the the classic Mega Man stars, you know, shooting across the screen, and then, and then you gotta like try to hurt him with the most awkward weapon in Mega Man history, which is the lead bubble. It's the only thing that hurts him. Mm-hmm. If you if you hurt him with the lead with, with the lead bubble, and you run out and you try to like shoot like a regular weapon or any other weapon, his energy fills back up instantly, and you, you're you're fucking screwed. You'll have to start all over again. It's such bullshit. It's, so, it's like, such that's bullshit. It's that's such garbage. <laughs> that's the thing about making yeah. it too that I don't don't like. Like if you, the 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 wall boss, you, you had to have the the the, the clash bombs to yep. break the, the the walls. And if you run out, you're fucked. Yep. You G-G. have to do it. A certain, you have to do it a certain way. You have to like figure out how to conserve uh, your weapon energy for that boss. And yeah, that was a pain. Yeah. Yeah, but, it, uh, it really does stand out in the in the pantheon of 
Dr. Wiley's. That is the only time he didn't just go into a skull machine. Right. And right. It's yeah. always some vari- variation of a skull machine of some type, like some war machine with a skull on it. Like, right, Dad, right. draw a skull on that. That's a. Right. Kind of so, my so, so it wants you to defeat Dr. Wiley. It's, it ends up not really being Dr. Wiley. It's just a little hologram of him. And you see, like, the little uh, the thing going, like, following the, the same uh, pattern that the alien Wiley would, was going. This is just a little orb thing. And then just eventually just stops in the center of the screen, falls down. And yeah, it's kind of like the, the Wizard of Oz moment. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. look, but pay no attention to that man behind the curtains. <laughs> right, right. Pay, pay no attention to that man behind the robots. <laughs> right, right. Pretty right, much, right. Pretty much what it is. So, so I, I thought that that was a a, a neat twist. Like, Definitely. it wasn't really, it wasn't really him. So, you technically you didn't really fight Wiley. Right, right. So basically, that's like the only game you don't actually fight Wiley in. Yeah, he's so like that, he's like you know controlling the thing by like remote control or whatever. But yeah, it's like, not like, really he's like, like behind a panel. He's yeah, behind a panel. He's like, not he's, quite the same. Yeah, so he's like he's like jerking off the, the controllers or something. That's what like, so, I mean, something. I mean, something. If that, so, yeah. something like that. If that's what you saw, then I, mean, I can't what, say you didn't I mean, see. It's, it's Who what, am I to say you didn't what, see that? It's what <laughs> it's what everyone saw, but I'm just I'm just like admitting you're brave enough to you're brave enough to to say it. you're so brave. I'm saying it for everyone. So brave. So I'm everyone's hero. I'm everyone's hero. It's like it's like everybody is like. Oh, Doctor Wiley! He just like to shrug and looks at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> You're incorrigible. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, my 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 last pick is definitely one of not not. I can't say maybe he's definitely one of my favorite bosses because it's so unique, mm-hmm. and that is Psycho Mantis from Metal oh. Gear Solid. Yeah. A lot of Metal Gear oh, in this yes. episode. A lot of Metal Gear, is, yes. yeah. Metal Gear has yes. some good ass bosses. Oh, for yes. sure. I mean, this is so so freaking unique. It's like I love how he breaks through the fourth wall. Like when you first yep. approach him, it's like basically uh, he it it reads the, the the memory card. Like yeah. if you're playing like like any Konami games, you're like, oh, you like Castlevania. Oh, you're uh, I see you're really careful around triggers. You're you're either smart or you're just a coward or you know stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, I always thought that that was really cool. And then, then once the battle starts, it's like you, you try to fight them. It's like I can't do anything. I I mean I can move around. I can like try to attack him, but he always reads my movements. And it's like what the fuck? Like how the hell do you defeat this this boss? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you gotta use the second player controller, which I yeah. thought was was unique at the time. Yeah, like, you have like, to not use your player your controller in slot one. You yeah. can unplug it and plug it in, but right, which I thought was really interesting. And it's yeah. like, you know, and, and once you figure that out, you get to hurt him. And then he's hey, like, real why, quick, why, why? I just noticed that Steve dropped out. I saw that too. Yeah. Oh crap! It's still recording. Okay, well, it's just um, so Parasite Steve will hopefully come back after a word from our sponsor. Uh, <laughs> Tastios, they're Tastios. the best. Tastios, yes. They're what's for yes. breakfast. Right, right. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll just we'll just keep going. Uh, yeah, still recording. So he says, "Oh, oh," in a message. Anyways, <laughs> all right. So, 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Dr. Wiley. No. Oh, Dr. Wiley. <laughs> you you, you kidnapped all Steve. Oh, it's all it's all that jerking off behind the, the, the control panel. Stop that. <laughs> I know. Stop that. You're knocking people out of the internet. <laughs> so, yeah, Psy- Psycho Mantis is yeah. so freaking memorable to me. Yeah, um, he easily I mean, could have been picked. Yeah, I mean, says for that game. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 like I said earlier, every boss fight in that game is memorable yeah. but yeah. this one especially because it's so unique mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so unique so unique. it definitely is the one that stands out in that, in that entire game he is the one that definitely stands out the most it has big the, time the the best like tricks uh you know right like yeah, and like I mean, he he wouldn't even read your memory card on certain games that were not from Konami. Like he he could tell that you mm-hmm. had like Resident Evil or you know some other you know some other different ones in there, and uh, and yeah, I mean that fight had they just pulled out all the stops. So like, let's do everything experimental and, and interesting. And I mean, I've I've not even gotten to play Metal Gear Solid all the way up to that fight, but I just know. It's it's infamous. People just talk mm-hmm. about it. It's so famous now. Yeah, right. I can't wait for them to do another remaster of that. That would be so cool. Yeah, like to I mean, play I, that I, again I, and like. I know they did the Twin yeah. Snakes, but I've never yeah. played that version. I love that yes. version. It is that version's so awesome. Good. I have it. I, I have both yep. of them. Both. Yeah, versions. me too. Yeah, like, if they were to do another one like that mm. now. It's almost time to catch that horizon. But before we say goodbye, here is 8-Bit Alchemy with his 8-Bit Minute. You got the fleeps, you got the creeps, and you might even have the sweeps. But if you don't got the time, then they ain't worth a dime. This is the 8-Bit Minute. Alright, Retroids, welcome to another episode of the 8-Bit Minute. It has been quite a bit uh, since the last one of these. I frequently have a hard time coming up with something interesting to talk about in the 8-bit sector that we haven't already talked about. But, uh, you know, this segment I like to talk sometimes about uh, the way 8-bit games worked, the way they were programmed, the way the music worked, various different things like that. And, uh, and I thought on this here episode, with so much focus on bosses and boss fights and everything, that it would be kind of neat to talk about some of the 8-bit bosses and how they were able to be animated uh, back in the day. Uh, a lot of boss characters were huge you know if you think about some of the bosses that you saw in uh blaster master or fester's quest or some of the dr wiley fights in Mega Man, they're these humongous massive graphics and uh the way that a lot of programmers would handle these is rather than making the bosses actual uh actors or characters or something like your main character uh they would actually draw them on the background layer because the background layer, you know, gave them so much real estate that they could draw. And there would be a lot of room that, uh, you know, you could make something memorable, something huge. Uh, but animation was a totally different task. Sure, you could draw something in the background layer, but how do you make it feel alive? How do you do stuff with it? You know, how do you kind of make it feel like a character? Uh, and so what would often have to happen is that the programmers would do something that's called a tile blending. So basically think of it this way. 
you know, your, your whole screen is made up of a, of a bunch of different tiles. You have this whole background layer made up of all these different little squares, okay? You know, let's say you draw a character, whatever, he's, uh, you know, like 40 by 40 squares. He's just absolutely massive. The way that the Nintendo worked was you can only update from one frame to another. You can only update 32 tiles at a time. So that means that if if your character was much larger than that, or you had multiple things moving and changing at the same time, you had to kind of keep those frames of animation below that 32 tile limit. So let's say, you know, you had the, the face of this, this big monster or whatever, and you want it and they wanted to animate it opening its mouth. Well, they couldn't have it animate in a traditional way where you have each frame of animation be a completely new drawing. So what they would have to do is they would have to break up the boss's graphic into these different tiles and think, okay, I want to show this boss opening its mouth, but I can't update every single tile that this boss is contained in. I can only update 32 at a time. So what we had to do is we had to blend tile from one frame to another, which essentially means figuring out what parts of the graphic you didn't need to change. So let's say, like I said, you drew this big, massive face. You want it to open its mouth. Okay. Well, when the mouth is opening, you don't necessarily need to change the graphic tiles that have the eyes or the forehead or anything like that. You're just going to animate the mouth portion. So what they would do is they would make sure that those sections of the face of this image that didn't need to move or change uh, didn't. And they would just copy that tile and use it exactly the same in the next frame of animation, which then bought them a few extra frames that they could, that few different extra tiles that they could update. So animators had to get really creative. They had to kind of blend together these tiles. And it's not like an animator on a cartoon where you're just like, I'm going to draw, I'm going to do a new drawing for each frame. And then you're going to put them all together and it looks like motion. They had to deliberately pick parts of the graphic that could be borrowed from one frame of animation to the next to save on resources, to save on processing that the Nintendo had limitations for. Yeah. Uh, so for that reason, you know, you, you probably don't have a lot of those large boss characters with exceptional animation. They might just move an arm or a leg or kind of have very blocky, very stilted animation here and there. Uh, but it also makes you really appreciate it when you do see a boss like that from a Nintendo game that looks incredible. Um, and and it's actually kind of fun to look at how they move and, and to try and see if you can pick out which sections of the graphic change and which, which sections actually stay exactly the same from frame to frame of animation. Uh, and it's all just because of the limitation of the hardware. People had to get very creative with their artwork in order for it to work on older systems. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of programmers and artists loved it when, when you know, hardware and, and game systems got more modern and more advanced and more powerful, and they didn't need to worry about stuff like that anymore. Uh, but there is also something to be said for how it forces you to be creative. You know, sometimes limitations are like a really exciting way to drive your art. 
if you have to work within certain rule sets or certain confinements, it kind of makes you think and makes you be a little bit more creative than normal. Um, so I, I thought that was super interesting. And uh, I, I learned about this uh, from an article on Mega Cat Studios website. Um, they have a really great section that talks about game development and some of the different thought processes and ways that uh, kind of programming worked for uh for 8-bit games and uh, mega cat studios also has a a variety of different games that they have put out uh most notably that that i have kind of heard of is uh, there's a, a beat-em-up game called coffee crisis uh mm -hmm. that is a game that i i've heard a lot of people are very positive about um there's also another uh it looks similar to like a Contra or a Metal Slug game called Bite the Bullet. And uh, it's kind of like a Contra meets a little bit of a RPG where when you kill enemies, you can earn experience points and power up your character. Um, but it still plays like a run and gun style game. Looks pretty cool. They have a lot of different things on there, but I definitely wanted to give a shout out to Mega Cat Studios for helping educate me to also help educate you all on this here 8-bit minute. Uh, nice. But yeah, that's gonna do it. That's that's what I got for you guys today. Awesome, awesome. That, that's pretty interesting. It's actually. it's neat. Yeah, I and yeah. I you know I may have not done the best way of explaining it to to kind of visualize it, but I highly recommend checking out Mega Cat Studios website and uh, and checking out the article "Blending Tiles for Animated NES Bosses." Nice. There you go. Awesome. Awesome job, guys. So, yeah. so tasty yes. proms. We got some tasty proms. Who has tasty proms? Who wants to promote something? What about a big glitch? A big glitch. You're our guest. You should promote first. Do it. All right. So, uh, just, make sure, just make sure you take your shirt off before you do. Oh, that. okay. Oh, it's it's been <laughs> off. Oh, it's been off. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I, I, I did. I haven't been wearing pants at all either. So, oh, the seat. Just, I wouldn't. I expect no less. No. Oh. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, 8, 8 Glitch 79 on YouTube and all the other socials, of course. But uh, I'm hoping to uh, have a trailer out for an upcoming kind of mini series I'll be doing for the summer, which is I'm going for some NES subset completions. Ooh. So, um, what do you, yeah. so what do you mean by that? Explain that. Well, I will be going for the complete Konami. And Ultra games, because I'm because we all know Ultra's Konami as well. Yes. Yep. 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 So it's all the Konami and Ultra games for the NES, all the Capcom, all the LJNs, and then all the black box. Oh that's my my, my goals. Wow. I mean, because I'm so close to all of those that I thought I should finish it off, you know. Right. So wow. and then yeah. at that point, I'll probably continue on that kind of trend of uh Looking at like okay, what's some now? What's some other subsets like? Uh, you know, like for example, like like I already have them, but like say, I mean, it would be included in Capcom. But let's say Capcom wasn't one I was doing, like Mega Man. Let's, that's a subset, all six. You know, gotcha. Uh, yeah, something right, like that. Right. So after the, these four, I'll be looking at okay, what's the next goal, and, and from that, building my collection to maybe hopefully someday have a complete collection of nes so nice nice but i mean awesome. uh, stadium vents is uh, out of the question i'm sure but <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. yeah. way yeah. way too yeah. damn expensive oh my yeah God. but uh 
you have to like sell sell your your house your land uh <laughs> my family your family <laughs> uh, maybe uh an organ or two uh, yeah something that you can we'll, see, we'll see how close i get i can get to that you know what i mean before right, I, right. I i feel completely mm-hmm. and utterly defeated mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. then, then once you're able to like just barely afford it you can get it graded yeah <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> all right eight bit alchemy what you got oh i i don't have anything super new uh i am eight bit alchemy still uh available on youtube and Bandcamp and soundcloud doing eight bit music i have been uh working on a new album i have a album already on Bandcamp, and i have been working on a new album of mine so check out my Bandcamp. support my uh first album if you're interested you can listen for free or you can pay money to download it, whatever you would like. Also, all my stuff is also hosted on YouTube for free. I have some extra stuff on SoundCloud too. Uh, so check it out. And if you are interested in any kind of custom themes of the 8-bit variety for your podcast, TV show, Twitch channel, uh, whatever, ringtone, I'll do it. I am happy to work with you. I am happy to uh, you know figure out a commission situation and... Uh, and get you the piece of music that you are interested in. So hit me up. I am available on all the socials. You know where to find me. Nice. All right. So I have a YouTube channel called Nintendo 25. I, uh, I'm kind of like in between videos. <laughs> Basically, I'm not doing anything right now. But um, No, you're in between videos. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all right. We'll, we'll go with that. Um, I've been doing uh, like, like some comparison videos and uh, maybe like some like gameplay footage or you know playthroughs or whatever um i did a uh, accidental no death run of the money Morphin power rangers for the super nintendo nice. that was a lot of fun that game is still good oh my god yeah um <clears throat> i also did a uh playthrough of the teenage mutant ninja turtles tournament fighters for the nes that game is super fun love that one so hard um, so hard it's really hard, but I was able to do it. I beat on the on the highest level. I was able to do it. Damn. Um, which I'm pretty proud of because that game is brutal. Mm-hmm. Really brutal. Especially like, you no, know, you fight against uh Hothead. Oh my god. It's a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that wraps up the episode. If you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you've enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that make growing up awesome if you liked what you've heard please hit that little subscribe button and like us on facebook and twitter that would be super amazing like so omg good. oh my god i would feel so good on the inside and the outside <laughs> all sides all sides. Uh, all sides from all sides i just want to be like sandwiched with these likes and subscribes <laughs> and all that stuff <laughs> As well as well as being part of the Inebriar Podcast Network, Rectory Doctor is still a full-fledged member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. So if you get a chance, please check out our sister sister shows like Epic Tales from the Sewers, which is all about Ninja Turtles, by the way. Uh, Throwdown Thursday, and they just came back from a uh, what two-month hiatus or something like that. So that's cool. Welcome back, guys. And uh, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, all these awesome shows. We have like what 40, 40 shows at this a point. A lot, a lot, like yeah, lots, yeah, definitely. Like, 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 like def- definitely in the double digits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is, that's for sure. 
way into it. And please, please, for the love of Odin, buy some Daily Grounds coffee because it's mm-hmm. coffee to die for. God damn it. I mean, we don't want you to die. Just enjoy the coffee. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Just, just mm-hmm. enjoy, enjoy the coffee, and listen to our show. That's it. That's all I'm asking. That's two simple rules. Two simple rules. We're good. I've been your host Nintendo, and you guys have a fantastic day, afternoon, evening. You name it. You name it. All that fun stuff. Bye.